Hello, lousy, beautiful townies. Just here. Thank you so much for being patient. Uh, we know you've been waiting to hear our reactions to The Rise of Skywalker. We had a lot of technical difficulties recording this episode. Uh, the first half of this episode was recorded a week before the second half. Uh, so just keep that in mind in case there's some tone changes. We had a little bit more time to settle into our reactions and our feelings about the film for the second half. But this first half that we recorded was so good, we didn't want to re-record it. Um, so we're keeping it in. And hopefully you enjoy it and then again thank you and without further ado we're back i wish i could put my fist through this whole lousy beautiful town Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Lousy Beautiful Town, where we like to scream about Star Wars and put our fists through things. I'm your host, Jess. Abby's here and we have a special guest. Okay. I'm back. It's Jess. Back. <laughs> you back, bitches. Or as my Twitter name says, Jakku, Lynn. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm so jealous of everybody that's good at those puns. I'm really, really bad at those puns. I can never think of anything clever. I mean, I just got lucky. <laughs> um, the reason Jacqueline is here is because it is the Rise of Skywalker weekend and the discourse is scalding. Um, mm. We're not going to talk about that because it's nonsense. Um, <laughs> uh, but we are going to talk about the movie. So Wait, I thought we were going to talk about cats. I'm here to talk God. about cats. Uh, Abby, you're booted. Um, Fuck! <laughs> Jacqueline's the new co-host. Of what? <laughs> um, I've waited so long for this. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Y'all were plotting against me. Everybody thinks that I would be really interested in cats, and so they keep sending me cats stuff, and I'm like, I don't, I've never seen this musical. I don't plan on seeing it. Just because I like actual cats does not mean I like the musical. <laughs> like people <laughs> it's fucking hilarious i know um so one thing that i think we should address just about the discourse in general before we move on is a lot of raylos seem to be upset about this movie which i Dude. think I, we are all very confused about because i thought that <laughs> didn't this shit give you what you wanted like <laughs> yeah it's very weird um like, very confused the, <laughs> like the kiss did feel shoehorned in and you know, it's there. Like, it's there for you. Just, ah. I mean, people are upset that um, he he became one with the Force and didn't get to, like, live a full life redeemed. Oh, and I'm like, fuck. it's it's like Vader. He one, Doing one good thing doesn't, like, immediately make you, like, hey, you can rejoin society. Like, Kylo is still, he was the leader of the First Order. He committed all them war crimes and murdered people like that doesn't just go away because he decides actually you know what my name is ben solo <laughs> <laughs> um he would have been in prison for the rest of his life like oh, he would have been in prison or he would have been executed yeah like that there was no happy ending for him and i and Ooh, i say that was the happy who... ending for him he got to choose like how he got to go out yes yeah <laughs> and he got to go out doing something good yeah um and I gotta say, and this is coming from me as someone who, in 
The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi was like, Kylo is a dirty stink man and I want him to die. Um, um, but I got to say, I wasn't expecting this movie to make me absolutely love Ben Solo. So. Oh, right. Hard same. Um, I had to text Abby after I saw it and I was like, <laughs> you called me. Oh, yeah. I called you and I was like, am I a Raylo now? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I'm having an identity crisis. Like, yeah. Um, so overall, um, we all liked it, correct? Yeah. I, I, I liked it the first time, loved it the second and third times. Yeah. I've seen it twice yeah. now and I thoroughly enjoyed it. It is a hot mess of a movie, but <laughs> it's a lot of fun. I feel God like if, if they yeah. actually had any point in time to breathe during the movie, it would feel like less of a mess, but it just keeps going. Yeah. The second time around was a little bit easier to breathe just because like, you know, what's going to happen. So you're not constantly yeah. like, oh, what's going on now. Can I, can I relax or is, you know, something going to happen? And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, um, let's go kind of character by character and we can kind of just let our discussion flow organically. <laughs> um, problems and all. Um, so let's start with the droids. Um, R2. Best boy. I love him. I'm so glad we got more of him. Yeah. I, I love that he was the one in Poe's X-Wing this time around. I yeah, know. that was really cool. <laughs> Oh, adorable. We got lots of R2 screaming and R2 sass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R2, R2 was there with Leo when she went. Yeah. Uh, oh, and his little wiggle, his little his sad little wiggle. wiggle. So sad. Oh, yeah, I felt goodness. I was very much missing R2 the last two films, and I was yes. going to be really upset if he didn't have a more prominent role in this film. So I'm glad we got more. Yes. Um, How about our new droid, Dio? Dio, I love Dio. No, no, thank you. you. <laughs> no, 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 thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> that, that, apparently, that's J.J. Abrams' voice. It is J.J. Abrams. Dio <laughs> <laughs> um, is so cute. Dio is adorable. He's just he just wants to be a friend, and he's had some rough times. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just doesn't want to be touched, and that's totally fine. He set his boundaries, and um, and Ray respected them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it's good. and now he loves Ray. He does all the and he's Ray. best friends with BB-8. <laughs> he's best friends with BB-8. <laughs> so cute. And he has I a want wheel. <laughs> yes, I have squeaky wheel. <laughs> I want dying. one of those, you know, those squeak zero- eliminated. Thank you. <laughs> I know that they discontinued making those Fero droids, or at least I think they did. Um, but I desperately want a Dio. I think there is a there. There, there, is, there is a Dio, one. but it doesn't talk. No. Yeah. And it's not Sphero. It's a different company, I think. Mm. Yeah, I know. I was bummed, too. I have the R2 and the BB-8, and I wanted to complete my rebellion slash resistance droid collection oh, i thought they were like ending sphero the i think they just don't have the the contract with them anymore oh because i, I remember like they're... seeing like there's not going to be any updates on the droids and i was like oh what is saf gonna do oh <laughs> maybe i don't know i haven't i, I didn't well because they watch the movies with you right yeah they do um huh i don't know uh, maybe a listener can tell us what happened because I don't want to Google if Sphero is still a company or not because there's because no. <laughs> I I don't really care that much but <laughs> let's talk about BB Wait B BB BB Wait BB is so good in this movie yeah um, BB is good in every movie but he 
God, I um I just love this little bowling ball so much. Um he's God, what I mean he's there, he he revives um Dio and makes friends with him. Um he's 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 in the lead at the cavalry charge on top of our uh, Finn is like good job buddy keep it up <laughs> so cute I love how he looks really determined when he's going fast because his head like tilts forward I know that's like a whole like uh like motion physics thing for him to be able to do that but like it's so cute yeah. but, but it just looks so adorable he and he's and he's with Ray yeah. at the end and in that it's final beautiful. shot, and it's, it's perfect. Um, also, there's it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jess. Oh, I was just gonna say they started this adventure together, and <laughs> they're ending it together. <laughs> shut up. There is a great <laughs> shot that's like right before the end shot, um, where it's just BB-8 that you see on screen, and the binary suns are like look like they're on top of each other, so they look like BB-8 oh. with BB-8. And I was like, I noticed Whoa. that too, and I was in love. So cute. I love Everything it. about BB is good. I have decided that BB-8 is Hobbs. Um, <gasps> BB-8 is Hobbs. Hobbs just like wants to be with everybody. He follows me around everywhere. He wants to be helpful, but he's, you know, sometimes he gets in the way. And he loves going on adventures. And he's orange and white. So he is Hobbs. <laughs> Would Berlioz also be BB-8? Yes. Because he's large and round. <laughs> Berlioz is kind of an R2. He's he, Berlioz is kind of an R2 that looks like BB-8. Yes. <laughs> um, let's talk about the droid of the movie, 3PO. Yeah. Dude. 3PO. Does he deserve rights? <laughs> Discuss. I um I feel like <sighs> they did a really good job with 3PO in this film. Like he is usually very annoying, which is like kind of his thing. Like he's supposed to be annoying, but they like played, I don't know. They, they played up the humor for him really well. And it didn't feel out of place. And he, and he even commented on the fact that he yeah. never shuts up. <laughs> he's very like, self-aware. Was like, the, one t- the one time, the one, one time we need you to talk, you can't. And then Peripio was just like, afraid so, sir. Ironic. <laughs> Ironic. I liked, I loved memory wipes. <laughs> yeah. Just being, he, just being thrown into things and not having any idea yeah, what hell is going like on. This for you people. <laughs> Did we ever find the volume on him? Uh, and 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 like when he's about to get his memory wiped, he's like, "Oh, I'm sure R2's memory banks are dog shit, garbage." <laughs> and, and then and then as soon as R2. <laughs> As R2 like sees him again, he just like knocks him out and puts his memories <laughs> back. Part of me, there was a part of me that was really desperately hoping that like with this memory, well, I guess not, it wouldn't, but um, with our three uh, PO getting back his memory, or, yeah, getting back his memories, that like all of a sudden he would have been like Master Anakin, and like everybody would have been like, oh shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been like really how cool. how many how many people know that Anakin was the one who built three PO? I mean, aside yeah. from R two, who I, doesn't fucking tell anybody anything? He's just watched this all happen. <laughs> I think Obi Wan would know, but Obi Wan's dead. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody alive would know that. <laughs> I I want a book or some or a comic or something, maybe like a cartoon even about R two and this entire like an alternate view of the entire like <laughs> saga of him just like listening in on conversations and being like 
None of these movies would have happened if R2 was just like, hey, guys, um, this happened a couple of years ago. Right? <laughs> She's your sister. Don't do that. R2. I still can't get over R2 and Obi-Wan just pretending they don't know each other. Like R2 right in front and of Luke. Yoda beating the shit out of each other like they don't know each other. <laughs> they went on a spirit journey together in the Clone Wars. Maybe that's why they're beating the shit out of each other, because they do know each other. <laughs> they're like, fuck, fuck you. Hilarious. Sometimes it's like that. Yeah. It'd be like that sometimes. Um, so let's get the two white force users out of the way. Um <laughs> before we get into like the good stuff. No, I'm just kidding. There was good stuff here. I was I mean there are three of them, but That's true. Technically three. I, I put do them all together. I, I kinda wanna throw in another one. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So Thank the you. connection Four. between Ray, Kylo slash Ben, Leia, and Luke. He, God, yeah, they really tied it together well, in my opinion. I agree. Like, yes, really. <laughs> Are you gonna uh, cry? Are you okay? No. <laughs> okay. So I've only seen the movie once. I'm going to see it tonight. I wish I was able to go see it before we recorded it again, but I wasn't able to. But it's just given me a lot of time to like think and stew and process everything that I've seen because God was that a buck wild ride. Yeah, there's so much. But like there's a lot I have a lot of issues. I don't I don't really vibe with or you know, Ray being a palpatine is not my steez. I really oh, honestly no, though I don't either don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly you know how much I love Palpatine. Yeah. Like, I was so excited when I knew he was going to be in this film. And that was, like, one of my first, like, dumb, you know, headcanons was that she was a yeah. Palpatine. But honestly, I feel like oh. it would have... Bless me, sorry. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was so unnecessary. Like, she could oh, have yeah. been a nobody. And the plot and every all his motivations still would have could have been the same. Like, she didn't need to right. be a Palpatine. Yeah, he could have just been, she's super powerful. Yeah. I also, I feel like it would have been more meaningful if she had been a Kenobi. Because Kenobi and Skywalker together again at the end like <laughs> like repairing that relationship that Who knows? Anakin and Obi-Wan maybe, maybe Kenobi is um <laughs> Kenobi Palpatine M Preg AU oh my god <laughs> I mean more specifically I was going to say I have various cra- crack conspiracy theories about um uh Satine's um, nephew from the Clone Wars being her and Obi-Wan's love child. So maybe he eventually had um, Ray's mom. So Lux Bonteri, God, no. <laughs> Not Lux. The other, the other dude that oh, Ahsoka went on an adventure with. Yeah. Corky Kreese. I don't know. Yeah. They're all dumb looking to me. That's oh, actually I mean, yeah, her son probably. instead of her nephew. <laughs> She's just that, to hide her pregnancy. <laughs> he has Obi-Wan's jawline. <laughs> Everybody in the Clone Wars has Obi-Wan's jawline. <laughs> Let me have this, and I know, and I know. Oh, oh someone please, like, retcon that, like, in the future when everybody will be less angry, because that would be amazing. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I could take Ray Palpatine or leave it. I really don't give a shit. They, I have seen many people saying that this movie took away Ray's agency. Um, Hard to I, get it though. I felt like she kept doing things on her own. Uh huh. I felt like the last Jedi taketh and Rise of Skywalker giveth. Yeah. So I, I think Ray for the whole movie, like she struggled obviously internally, but at the end of the day, she knew what she wanted, which was to be 
on the path of good and to be able to help end this war and to be able to prove herself to Leia. Yeah, that she was worthy of the lightsaber. Right. And (laughs) what the fuck? What do you mean she has her agency taken away? She does everything in this film because she wants to. Also, like, they really played up that trope of her, like, pushing everybody away to protect her friends. Yes. Protect the people and, she loves. and her friends having none of that Yes, bullshit. and them yes. fighting against her. And so, I don't know, maybe that was mistaken for her agency being taken away because they didn't respect her wishes. But that's a bullshit trope. So, like, yeah. like good on you, JJ, for being like, nope, we're not doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I just, I, I uh, think Ray's story in this was absolutely fucking stunning. Yes. Um, people who think that she ended up alone at the end are stupid and don't know how to watch a movie. Sorry. Palpatine says, Palpatine straight out says, calls the the resistance her, your new family. Um, And did they think that Ray's just like, posting up in um, the Lars homestead and just never moving again? No, she went to visit. Are you all (laughs) fucking stupid? (laughs) Also, 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 what, what again? What is this? Where if she's not with Ben Solo or if she's not with Finn or whatever, that means she's alone. She. Well, why are more, we basing? Why are we basing her entire worth based on what kind of romantic yeah. relationship she's in I, or not? I feel like it's more of the if she isn't with Ben Solo rather yep. than with. If she's oh no! With it ben. most definitely is. <laughs> yep. It most definitely is. I was just covering my bases. <laughs> I totally understand. But yeah, I definitely feel like it was more of a, she ended up without a romance. Like her, her partner in the force is gone. And so now she's alone and nobody understands her. It's like, no, That's such bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Um, such bullshit. Ben understands her. Oh, for sure. He does. And I'm sure there's lots of other little force sensitive children running around. Um, children as in like adults that are their age, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but they're children. All, all of the- they're like 20 years old. They're children. <laughs> yeah. All of Ahsoka Tano's illegitimate children yes, are out there. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, let's talk about Ben and Luke and Le- or Ben and Leia because oh. I did not expect to be crying my eyes out when Kylo Ren slash Ben was basically repeating his lines to his father before he like the lines that he said before he killed him. Uh, and yeah, and they and like they go out of their way to make you know that this isn't a ghost. This is his memory. Yeah. This is his internal dialogue. Yeah. Oh he's reliving, God. he's reliving the moment he killed Han, a moment that he's clearly regretted since the Force Awakens. Yeah. And something inside and, him is telling him that his father forgave him and still accepts him. And that's like, that's so powerful. And mm-hmm. because, <laughs> he, because he also talks about how he thinks that. The dark side means he could never go home to Leia. Yeah. And and how there was a big shame component there. Oh, yeah. This is what's killing me, I think. Okay, so I have had this conversation with literally, like, all of my friends who (laughs) are not Ben Solo stands until this movie. Um, (laughs) Like, I'm, like, texting Jess. I'm DMing Jacqueline. I'm texting Lynn and Emma. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why do we all like Ben Solo now? We all hated Kylo Ren. Like, I have a theory. Is, <laughs> hang on, I'm getting there. <laughs> Jess and I have said many times on this podcast, we fucking hate Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And yet we really enjoy Ben Solo. The Ben Solo yeah. that we get in the movie, not this fan in Ben Solo. Um, and it's very, very interesting to me that a lot of 
those who stand Ben Solo, their imagined version of Ben Solo, now hate his story. I'm really curious what they were, what they wanted for him to live. They wanted him to live with Ray until the end of time. The I think I think some years. people would have been fine without Ray living if that meant that Ben Solo got to live. I think you're. Oh right. no! Yeah, I do think that too. Because there are some people who blatantly just say yeah. that. Yeah. That. But like, I just, I don't understand because there, you know, the whole thing, you want him to be redeemed, which in, in the eyes of Ray and the eyes of his family, he was, what more do you want? You want him to be happy. He was. Yeah. He laughed like, and smiled right before he right, died. Right. So like, <laughs> That's like the only time we ever see that. <laughs> right. So here, it, here's the thing is like, <sighs> Ben Solo got to go home. Yeah. That is the whole thing surrounding his relationship with his family in this trilogy. How many times does Leia say, I want my son to come home? How many times does Han tell Ben, come home with me? He even says it in this like hallucination thing with him on the Death Star. Come home. And he's like, I don't know if I can. And he's like, yes, you can. And he's like, damn, you right. <laughs> he got to go home. I know. He you got y'all wanted him to fucking live up to being a Skywalker? He did. He made a huge self-sacrifice. That is the whole Skywalkers are dramatic as fuck. Mm-hmm. And their whole thing is self-sacrifice and he does it. Yep, and tragedy. <laughs> and and there are takes that are like, "Oh, but Ben was the last Skywalker and now he's dead and do do you not get the metaphor about how not metaphor but just how symbolic it is that ray is choosing to take on this legacy how it's she's taking it as her own it's her the skywalkers are her chosen family yeah um that's there's her fucking agency right there right (laughs) right she chooses her last name yeah she chooses who she gets to be yeah and and she does it with the blessing of Leia and um, Luke at the end. Mm-hmm. And there are some people that are mad that Ben isn't part of that Force Ghost thing, but I think it works best with just Luke and Leia. I agree. I, agree. I just it's I don't know what else you guys wanted. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm I'm gen- I would, like I'm, I would say there's an element of fan entitlement. Yeah, I think I, I I'm literally just dumbfounded though. I think that's my big thing is I'm so dumbfounded because to me. This was a beautiful and powerful ending to Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo. I mean, like, definitely the only one where I end up like actually rooting for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, it just kills me because like there's this whole lineage of Skywalkers who you know Vader dies to save Luke. Luke. Or, yeah, Vader dies to save Luke. Luke sacrifices himself in order to save his sister and the Resistance and Rey. Han sacrifices himself in order to try and save Ben Solo. Leia ends up making an ultimate sacrifice to actually save Ben Solo. And then he mm-hmm. makes the sacrifice for Rey and for the greater good and for the light. This is the most Skywalker thing he could have ever done. And y'all don't like it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. I know. I know. Yeah, it blows my mind. I don't understand. 
I really love how his story was kind of the B plot of this movie. Yeah. This movie focused on the resistance having to get to Palpatine so that Ray could take him out and, you know, finish this. And they were giving her time to do that. <laughs> and Ben's story totally took a back seat because that's where it should have been in yep. the last movie as well. And it did not. Yep. Um, and I love that Ray was not the reason. Ray did not save Ben. It was Leia. Yeah. Yeah. It was always about his mother. And honestly, like, I, because Harrison Ford has been very vocal about being done with Star Wars. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, I mean, I had no idea that he was going to be in this film. And I, like, died when he showed mm-hmm. up. I was like, oh, my God. This is the one thing that they could have done to break me. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, I, I feel like that was intended to be Carrie, that moment. Oh yeah. She, oh, obviously, God, obviously yeah. they couldn't do that. So, but I felt like it was like really perfect that they did bring Harrison back to do that scene yeah. because just the 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 mirroring of that with um, what happens in the Force Awakens and just showing that he's like forgiven and accepted and like I've always felt like, and I don't know if y'all feel this way too. I always felt like that Kylo has always had more beef with Han Solo than he has with Leia. Yes, I agree. Oh, most definitely. So that's why okay. that much more meaningful, I think. Okay, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, I completely agree. But, uh, like, we why do you think that is? Because he was absent. Mm. You know. You know how daddy issues they go. They were bad yeah. parents. Fuck you, they sacrificed themselves for their son. Suck I know, but honest, like, ugh. I'm going through a lot of things in therapy right now and mm. even though I have mm-hmm. a great father who I love and adore like he was still absent <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. like that resentment is still there even yeah. if you even if they were good parents and they actually you know they, they gave him a lot of opportunity to thrive and right you know tried to bring him up to the best of their ability like there's still you know there's it's never enough <laughs> that's right kind of the tragedy of being a parent mm-hmm. and you're always going to have guilt about not being there enough and Han definitely had that yeah yeah I'm not a parent but this is what I assume because (laughs) (laughs) this is how I feel about my cats (laughs) oh my god yes (laughs) I'm not there enough for them oh Um, my god let's let's talk about Luke and how he plays into all of this I was so happy (laughs) god the Luke's um I do like how when Ray panics about her lineage and about how she feels like she's doomed by some destiny that's imposed on her by her bloodline. Mm -hmm. Um, She immediately follows in Luke's footsteps and just like fucks off to Octo Mm -hmm. and just trashes um, uh, the TIE fighter she came in and, and Luke pops out and he's like, Hey, didn't you were you were here for me when I was in this situation last movie? Yeah. I'm gonna be here for you when mm. you're in this situation. Oh. And <laughs> and he 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 says I was wrong, and your your heart is good, and you are more than whatever your family your biological family is, mm-hmm. and what matters is who you are and what you choose to do. And you've always done good, and you will do good. Mm. I'm like totally crying right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think I think to hearing Luke, Luke of all people, saying, you know, there are some things that are stronger than blood. Yeah, 
because he was so focused on trying to get his father back and bringing him back to the light. And then like his relationship with Leia was so important to him as well. Like of all the people to say that it's like, wow. And Leia's Luke training Leia in (laughs) hindsight. That was. (laughs) Yeah. I felt like that was a little oddly put in. It was definitely like, it was definitely too late in the movie, (laughs) but I was, happy to see mm-hmm. it there yes same and the cgi was a little wonky but that's oh fine. yeah yeah it looks better on luke than it did on leia yes i agree yes yes um i did feel like they did set that up though with ray call you know obviously like leia is training ray like at the very mm-hmm. beginning of the film so they i feel like they did set that up but it was it still felt a little weird <laughs> like, yeah they, they needed to give it at least a little bit more um foreshadowing yeah it sh- which um, should have been done in the last film to be honest which Oh yeah. Instead of just Leo just yeah. randomly being Mary Poppins. Like, <laughs> I I love I love that Luke ends up giving uh Leia's lightsaber to Ray because I mean the whole thing in, in the beginning where Ray keeps giving Luke's lightsaber back to Leia, she's like, I will be worthy enough for your brother's lightsaber. But then Luke gives her Leia's basically telling her, You're worthy enough for my sisters. And I feel like that's who Ray, of all people, would want to please. Yeah. Like, yeah, she has a strong connection with Luke because of The Last Jedi. But she's had a strong connection with Leia since TFA. Yeah. When they had no idea who the other person was, she got off the Falcon and they hugged it out. Yep. Yep. And another thing is when Ben and Ray join forces in the end, she hands off Luke, Luke's lightsaber to him. Mm-hmm. So they were each respectively using the lightsaber of the Jedi who trained them. Oh, my Stop. God. Stop. No, I literally have chills right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Shit. I'm emotionally compromised. <laughs> Jacqueline, this is why we have you on, because I don't notice things like that. <laughs> I mean, I I mean once again, I saw, I saw this movie three times yeah. in the span of 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's... One thing, okay, so, sorry to go back to Kylo Ren, which is not a thing I've ever done before me, but <laughs> I see a lot of people being like, the only lines he had as Ben Solo was, ow, and I think, one, that's fucking hilarious. I do, too. And two, there are so many, like, Han-isms in him. Oh, my that, God. Like, when he gets I mean, the lightsaber. Was oh, God, yeah. <laughs> when he gets the lightsaber and, like, he does the shrug to all the Knights of Ren, that's literally yeah. Han. He, like, literally comes that's around the so- corner and shoots a guy without looking, like, uh, direct <laughs> parallel to Han. He's Han, Han Solo's child. <laughs> and, and when he's fighting the Knights of Ren, he, like, he, like, like gasps and like exhaustion throughout the whole thing like oh boy (laughs) um and and i just gotta say again i'm a lesbian but in that moment i in those like hanism moments i i got it i think i understood like why some people are attracted to this man i understood i think i understood because it reminded me of harrison ford and i love Harrison. so that's my excuse precisely the case with me yes But also, Luke, to, to I'm sorry, no, to admit that he was wrong. How many Jedi fucking admit that they're wrong? Yoda can come out here and be like, hmm, greatest teacher failure is, but never acknowledges like, hey, I fucked up big time. And Luke is like, hey, I fucked up big time. That's important. Anyway, yeah, now we can move Especially on. as a parent figure, that's important. Mm, mm-hmm. And a master. Oh, my a, God. A, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Master, hmm? teacher. Uh, a friend. 
uh, mentor. Mentor, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> What's the synonym for this? Um, I feel like we could talk about this storyline quite a bit. For maybe hours. we'll come. Well, maybe we'll come back to it in another episode, just because there's so mm-hmm. much. There's so much to unlock, and I feel like there's a lot of supplementary material that we could get into. Like there's the Kylo Ren comics and stuff like that. Yeah. That we could probably read. That. But, oh no! Now I actually want to read them. I know. I know. Only the first issue is the only one that's out. Issue two is January. Issue three is um uh, February, and issue four, which is the last one, is it in March? Maybe in March okay. we'll come back. Oh yeah, I saw that with uh Snoke's turf bangs. Yes, my tweet about how Snoke <laughs> wears a hat that makes it look like he has turf bangs. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, why do you think he he was so intent on killing Ray? Because <gasps> she has a big fat dick. <laughs> it always comes back to it. The rise of Ray's big fat dick. The ride. That's that's a title. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Ray has a big fat dick is our second most downloaded episode of all time. So it's true. You're welcome. It's Thank true, you. All of it. Thank you. <laughs> um, it's true. All of it. <laughs> let's move on to our new force user. <laughs> Finn. Finn Star Wars. Finn Star Wars is the best man in the galaxy. He is. He's so good. He's the softest, most wonderful friend and family member anyone could hope for. And he's not afraid to call his friends out, and, but still do it in love. And I, I just love him so much. I'm it's so... I have to go alone. Alone. Yeah, alone with friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so worried that, I mean... I was worried that he wasn't going to get his due in this movie, but also I knew that JJ really liked him as a character. So oh, I was yeah. he's going to get a lot, but I did not expect as much as we got. Like he yeah. was, he ended so up much. being yeah. the, he ended up kind of just acting in the same role that Leia did in Empire and Jedi. Mm. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? Well, here we go with take two, talking about Finn. <laughs> Finn Star Continue, Wars. Jacqueline. <laughs> um, God, what were we at? What were we, we talking were about at... over a week ago? Uh, <laughs> um, great question. Um, I think um, we were talking about how um, Finn has a similar, oh my God, similar role to Leia. Um, in the original trilogy, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, because... Oh, yeah, because when we were shown that concretely that Leia could feel and use the Force was in Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. on the Falcon mm-hmm. when she feels Luke, like, dangling on on a ledge <laughs> near death. And, and, in, and in this film, we, um, we have Finn feeling Ray passing away like just dropping dead while he's on the falcon <laughs> um and i'd say this not 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 only confirms finn's um force sensitivity but that there is some kind of force bond between himself and ray yeah. um and i really hope future stories develop his develop him further as someone who's force sensitive because it is really a waste that we didn't even get the beginnings of this until like the very last film in this saga. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
because so like I don't know, Leia in was revealed to have been trained as a Jedi. So let's let's make that sure future stories have have Ray and Finn leading the new generation of Jedi. Yeah, yeah. It's just I really I wish that we had on scene him telling her that he's force sensitive and then just having a moment of like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, like just being so excited mm-hmm. and sharing something beyond just like their friendship and like how they found each other and things mm-hmm. like that. It's like just another deeper thing to be able to bond over is like mm-hmm. so meaningful. Um, I um, so I wanted to talk about really quick about how um. When a lot of people didn't think that Finn was trying to tell Ray that he was oh more sensitive, they thought that a lot he was people, trying to. A lot of people think that I've seen a lot of takes that are like, "Wait, Finn's force sensitive? Where's that?" <laughs> right. Because uh, honestly, if you didn't get that, I I don't want to be mean, but there was a whole conversation between him and Jana of like, "It's a feeling." Yeah, like, yeah. You're, kind, you're, you're kind of dumb. Well, <laughs> you, like, okay, you weren't so... paying attention. Finn, Force-sensitive Finn has been a theory since 2015. Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people are like, this is like a crack theory. But people, those of us who believed in Force-sensitive Finn had like, here, look at this evidence. One of the most like clear pieces of evidence was when uh, Starkiller Base launched on Hosnian Prime. And Finn was putting things in to a, I almost said a truck that doesn't exist in Star Wars. <laughs> A yep. spaceship, <laughs> and he turns and he around. Screams. Yeah, he hears yeah. screams, and there are no screams on Takodana. It is not coming from the people on Takodana. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. And it's just like, okay, well, where's that coming from? Because he heard the people from Hosnian Prime. As if heard. a thousand voices cried out. Yes, thank you, Jacqueline. Oh my God, I just got chills. So I, <laughs> one of my friends was talking to me about that, like after we had just seen it, and she's just like. It was just so annoying that, like, Finn was going to be like, I love you. I'm like, no, he wasn't. She goes, what? Like, he was going to tell her that he's force sensitive. Yeah. Oh, that makes a lot more sense like, now. <laughs> like, yeah. It makes more sense, too, because, like, obviously, like, if him and Poe are such good friends, like, he would be like, hey, I have a thing for Ray. And they could have, you know, like, that's something yes. he would have told Poe. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but why would he share that with Poe? I mean, I have, I think Poe is force sensitive also, but that's a mm. whole other thing. Well, I, I think that. I think that Finn thinks that Poe and Ray's relationship is already contentious enough that he feels like if he's, he says, oh, hey, I'm force sensitive, Finn, Poe's going to feel like, oh, I'm the only person in this trio who doesn't have the force. Fuck me, right? Um, Uh, I was listening to uh, Sapphic Skywalker's, their (laughs) episode called Good Job, Ben. And I was like, who are you people? <laughs> what happened? What happened to all of us? What happened to us? I don't like it. But Do we have to change our podcast to Lousy Beautiful Town, a Raylo podcast now? No! <laughs> no, especially not after the past couple of days. Oh, God, no. No, we'll get to that. Yeah, so um, in case we didn't make it clear, like this, the audio got fucked up in our first recording. This is now the first year... The first year, mm-hmm. first day of the year of 2020, uh, and so we're re-recording. So things have sat for a while now. Um, other people's reactions have come out. Shit has gone down. We'll get into some of that shit. But Emma made a really good point 
um, in this episode regarding why Finn wouldn't tell Poe because Poe was already pretty pissed off at Rey because mm-hmm. she was staying and doing the Jedi thing and not being yeah. their best fighter. And I'm probably sure that Finn was like, oh, I don't want to tell him because then he's going to think I'm just going to go do my Jedi thing and not yeah. be his general exactly. husband. That is um, very, very, very and, true. Yeah. yeah. And Finn, and I think that's another thing about Finn that I really love about this movie that it shows in the trio is Finn is the emotional core of this trio. Yes. He and he and he's very emotionally sensitive and intelligent mm-hmm. and he's delegating these things between Ray and Poe in ways that he knows how to best handle each of them while mm-hmm. working with them at the same time. I just got super emotional thinking about that and how much mm. I love Finn so much mm-hmm. because and that's totally me is like always like trying to manage the group's emotions, make sure everybody's happy, make sure like mm. there's not conflict going on like in my family and shit. Like, ugh. And, and he's not afraid to call people on stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when, when Poe says, cause you should be out there. They're not me. You're a best fighter. Finn tells Ray it's true. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and also and when, when Poe is like Yeah, when Poe freaks like... out about Ray going off to the Death Star by herself, Finn's like you don't know what she's going going through through um uh Leia does so do I. I don't remember the exact wording. I'm mm-hmm. I'm assuming he recognizes But, but he's the... also even implying in that in that interaction that like him, Leia and Ray have something in common. That yeah. Poe yes. doesn't understand. <laughs> and and Poe and Poe being pretty much Leia's adopted son is very not fond of that line. Oh, I'm sure. But it was it was a good line. Um, yeah, it's like I'm not I'm, Leia. Well, I'm not Leia. Y- y- that's, that's for damn for sure. Damn sure. <laughs> which which is also like I felt was really nice, a really nice callback to just the Last Jedi and how. Poe defining himself as a leader, he can't, he himself can't be exactly what Leia is. Right. No matter how much he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. He has to be Poe. Something else about Finn that I wanted to bring up. Um, I've seen lately on Twitter, um, majority if not all from white women with a smattering of um few uh non-black women of color counting how many times he calls after ray mm-hmm. and saying his entire story is is based around ray i haven't seen any black folks talking about that that's pos- that's probably a lot of my fault and that i'm not diversifying my timeline enough um i just wanted to bring that up maybe generate a conversation um the fact that um these people are are saying that the black man storyline only revolves around white women mm-hmm. <laughs> huh. and that it's interesting that i've only seen like mostly white people yeah uh, same that. but honestly the black women that i follow on twitter are like very much like nope not about that so i yeah like same i haven't seen any black women talking about this either um yeah. other than to say like no that's bullshit and that's anti-black <laughs> so i, I will well, say that because this was like brought up i mean we're skipping ahead a little but this was brought up by people that were like 
in up in John's mentions yesterday, and he just ref, just like just straight out refutes it, and he's just like, "Yeah, I mean, I didn't get, I didn't write it, but if I did, I'd be screaming more." But like, <laughs> yeah, he was he was on one yesterday, and it was yeah, great. he was he was, it was beautiful. God. But yeah, that's the thing is like I I have seen people go not like physically with my own eyes, but via Twitter. Um, go to the movies and count how many fucking times Finn yells Ray's name. And it's like, okay, okay, this is interesting because now it's the spin on, look, they don't value Finn as, a char- Finn as a character. And I'm like, where were you when we were saying that in The Last Jedi? Yeah. Where were you when we were saying he was relegated to being a sidekick in his own story when he was very much pumped up to be the male lead in the sequel trilogy and he was tossed aside for a white man. Where were hmm. you? It's because your white man got the story that you wanted him to in the last Jedi. And he didn't in the rise of Skywalker. He got the story he deserved. Sorry. <laughs> he did. I am yep. salty. I had some no, good no. mashed potatoes and now I'm salty. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're a hundred percent because a lot of the people that are upset with the way Ben Solo's story went, are people who heavily championed The Last Jedi and saw it as 100% unworthy of criticism and such, mostly, of course, white women who are engaged in a very strange, regressive, traditionalist, essentialist version of white feminism. Mm, and yeah. yeah and um also gotta say as a trans woman it's very very biologically essentialist too yeah i'm not here mm-hmm. for it um mm-hmm. uh because i mean what do i say when i'm here about ray she's got a penis <laughs> she's got a big fat dick <laughs> um uh so yeah there's nothing they can do about that um mm-hmm. <laughs> But you can't take but, um, that away from us. <laughs> there are several things you can't take away from me. Ray is a lesbian. Ray has a dick. Asajj Ventress is still alive. Mm-hmm. These things you cannot snap, take snap, away from snap, me. Snap. Um, but yeah, so they heavily champion specifically just the Last Jedi, and when this rolls around. And things go differently, but, like, still in a way that I feel like fits the narrative they were going for for, like, a couple years. Right. They throw a fit, and they start being like, I'm done with Star Wars forever, and, God, this is, this is, blah. And then they come up with tons of insane conspiracy theories about oh, this was all reshot at the last minute and the editing wasn't finished and this was... Like you can tell this shot was supposed to be for this scene or on this planet instead because whatever. I mean, they were both desert planets and um, (laughs) I don't know about you, but Daisy Ridley is one woman and and people in general don't tend to wildly differ in body silhouette. (laughs) Yeah. From, like, day to day. So, whatever. Um, And 
also, I gotta just, can I just quickly, like, complain about how nobody fucking knows how reshoots work? Mm, right. You schedule, this is a normal production thing, you schedule mm. reshoots when you schedule for principal photography, because you only get locations for a certain amount of time, and you only get your actors for a certain amount of time, and they're also doing different projects. So you schedule reshoots for when their schedules open up so that you can bring them back and work on stuff that you maybe weren't able to take care of during principal photography. This is how movies work. But it's but suddenly it's become a thing where they can't just not like a movie. They have to create a narrative where the movie they would have liked does exist, yeah. but it was taken from them by evil, evil Chris Terrio and J.J. Abrams, which... Well, and to uh, be fair... Chris Terrio could shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. We'll get to that in a bit. To be fair, like, um, Lucasfilm has kind of set themselves up for that with Rogue One and with Solo, because in that that case, reshoots were used to dramatically rewrite a lot of the script and stuff like that, and that was stuff that we knew about. But... Like, no one knew came in to, like, take over and rewrite a bunch of shit. Like, it was right. the same people that were writing the film, continuing to write the film, and do the reshoots. So it was, like, right. it was all a consistent, like, I don't know, production. <laughs> it wasn't, like, a, a completely new production and a team got brought in to, like, quote, fix it. Um, and I don't know, like, there's, I feel like a lot of these fans are using that precedent as an excuse to Uh like 100%. Yeah. It is as an excuse to complain about like what they think they should have gotten from this film. And, and they're, and they're acting like as entitled as phantom menace assholes about this. Yeah. Acting being like, Oh, we, we were quote owed something. The only, if the only thing people are owed is like, you know, to not have a racist movie or a homophobic movie and to be and to get equal representation on screen you're not owed a certain storyline because you ship a thing especially and also you're not oppressed because you ship a white woman <laughs> with a white man thank um, you uh-huh. and th- it just lets them continue using this narrative about how Ryan Johnson is the only person who gets <laughs> Star Wars and how somehow he he makes Star Wars that's that fits the female gaze and it's for women. <laughs> and and I I I openly say all the time how I adore the Last Jedi and it's probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. But Ryan Johnson's a mediocre white man at best. Like uh, the the men the men who who make Star Wars at this point, it's almost like their Star Wars is good in spite of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, with with Ryan, bringing it back to Finn with Ryan Johnson, Ryan Johnson is the fucking one who sidelined Finn. Exactly. Yeah. And made this, thought he was making this, like, really, like, uh-huh, I love women storyline with Poe and Holdo, which has so many dimensions and layers that a white man should have never written that. Yeah, because cause it's like, oh, hey, he's not listening to women, but she's a white woman and he's a man of color, and you got to take those dynamics into account. But yeah, I just, I would rather hear them complain about the reshoots thing than 
act like they actually care about Finn or about Rose or about Jana, like all of a sudden you guys care about characters of color. Okay. I mean, they certain they certainly there certainly is a very high number of white women on that side of the fandom who use Rose Tico icons, and it's just yeah, within like the past six months, things that make like... you go hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, there are many, 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 many things that make you go <laughs> fuck you um, in this fandom, but unless we've got anything else we want to complain about, oh no, no, we want to talk about John Boyega. Yes. So while we're talking about Finn, well. let's talk about John. <laughs> so John Boyega yesterday. What a way to end 2019, honestly. <laughs> um, and I think this just further cements that John Boyega is the only man I will, I could ever love. Let's see what he what he do. He posted just one tweet that was like Star Wars romance, and then like eye emojis, and it was just. Just as Ray Ray being tortured by Kylo in The Force Awakens, Ray Ray fighting Kylo on the Death Star, Ray fighting Kylo in the snow, and Ray stabbing Kylo through the gut, (laughs) and and Raylo's went insane and dropped all pretense of not being anti-black on when they just swarmed him, and John, God (laughs) bless him, (laughs) just kept responding with just like clapping back <laughs> keep clapping back with gifts of like like Anna sleeping in frozen or with or retweet, <laughs> retweeting um Megan the Stallion saying I just don't like y'all bitches and I'm not hiding it from 2020 <laughs> by <laughs> um and then then there was just just the deal with it darling kid kid wearing sunglasses with the caption job done here's to 2020 love y'all yeah i especially like the one where someone was implying that like he had a like crush Daisy. on Daisy Ridley and yeah. that's like why he was like being all salty about this and he's like star wars is not a documentary <laughs> he's, yep. yeah star wars is a movie not a documentary and people were like <laughs> And this all sprung for, also sprung from him like making a sex joke about Finn and Ray on Which Instagram. he's done before. And yeah. and, uh, and it's beautiful. And suddenly, I mean, it's also a lot of non it, a lot of white women not knowing what the term laying pipe means and thus <laughs> being like, Oh, this must be incredibly misogynistic. John Boyega hates women. Um oh. and, and and suddenly, a uh, side of the fandom who you continually uses the defense, it's just fiction, are suddenly heavily invested in how the treatment of Kylo is so much of an injustice for people in real life, and how this... Oh, it invalidates and, their and, journey as a, as a human being. Yes, and how... <laughs> There was there was a there was a fucking live stream yesterday that was like I I don't know I think I cry about cry, I cry, cry until I stop loving Star Wars or something it's <laughs> just but just, okay. there's there's I, one more is just mm-hmm. is just John Boyega saying responding to someone um who is like oh Daisy wouldn't wouldn't appreciate you saying this about her character and John Boyega just stating. Daisy knows she isn't the character, so she doesn't give a fuck. And John and Daisy are friends in real life. And 
I don't know. Maybe don't pretend you know a a celebrity better than someone who is their actual friend. Yeah, I mean... (laughs) I just... I don't have fucking words. We just went over this with y'all. Was it our last episode or the episode before that? I think it was both, actually. (laughs) We went over it with y'all two episodes in a row about how you're not being slick when you're being anti-black. I can't tell you how many times yesterday I saw people like, I can't believe we're hearing this from so-called professionals, which is just another way to say John Boyega's unprofessional, which is just another way for you to be anti-black. John Boyega, it, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just like seething with rage Sahim reared her ugly head again and said like word for word the things she said that got, that made her like lock her account like just Mm -hmm. a couple months ago. But now that he's going against Raylo, it's fine. We can be as anti-black as we want because yeah. now he's invalidating our existence as women in fandom, which is like, since when? Jenny Nicholson will read thinly veiled Raylo fanfiction on her channel, but suddenly John makes a sex joke and how dare he, she says, these characters are role models for children. Like, shut the fuck up. Why you is didn't no one like saying that about ones. Harrison Ford? <laughs> And, or, and also it's like these characters are role models for children. <laughs> these characters are role models for children. I tweet about how I want Bodie Rook to bang Luke Skywalker into oblivion like every other day. Well, and they keep talking and and so many of them like there are so many screenshots of the same people coming at John like having tweets where they're just very obsessed with Ray's entire existence revolving around being impregnated by Kylo. Mm-hmm. Yep, that was involuntary. <laughs> Which, again, wouldn't work. No uterus. But right. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> the only uterus we have in Star Wars is the Mandalorian ship, okay? <laughs> no one else has a uterus. Maybe Leia. <laughs> Two uteri. We can, we can switch. Oh, I think Christian can not be in the basement. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I'm in the basement and I hear the door close and I think Chris just closed the door Okay. Um, anyway uh, we can have this episode title being Ray doesn't have a uterus <laughs> to match our Ray has a big fat dick <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I'm sure we will come back to this be- come oh, back to yeah. this because I'm sure more and more people will show their ass over and over again oh 100% um, between this week and the next time we record. So to be continued, I'm sure. Um, <gasps> no. Oh, hang on. No, I'm sorry. I just opened Twitter. Oh, why did you do that? Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. And one of our friends screenshotted somebody's tweet saying to, to block and report this, this person. Um, a, they tweeted a picture of J.J. Abrams and John Boyega, and it says, one room, one bullet. Whoa! Um, So, if you see that tweet out and about, uh, report them, block them, that's not okay. (laughs) That is the epitome of anti-black. This person is part of the Raylo community, and again, like we talked about two episodes in a row, if you are part of this community and you're seeing this anti-blackness, you need to call it out. This is your community. Like, we're doing the work, too, but you also have to be inner community, calling people out, 
we see you. And it's really fucking obvious when you just ignore this shit. So mm-hmm. let's talk about Chewy. Chewy. I don't want to be mad anymore. Um, I'm going to be mad for a second. I don't like JJ's fake outs because I was very upset with Chewy's death fake out at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was like the first thing that upset me a lot. Like as in, I don't like this movie, but then I liked it again. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I, I mean, if you, the, the scene where he gets taken, there are two transports there. So when I saw it, I didn't believe it at all. Cause I, Oh, I did. was like, cause I was like, I mean, JJ's not really fooling me here. And also I remember that there were later scenes that hadn't been shown yet that were very prominent in the trailers that featured Finn, Poe and Chewie. That's true. Mm. And we don't try trailers on this podcast. (laughs) Very fair. Very fair. Um, I am still like, okay, Chewie got a lot of great stuff in this Mm -hmm. film. Like him, mourning Leia's death was the most heartbreaking scene I've oh ever seen in my heart. entire I mm. fucking ugly cried for sure no. at that scene <laughs> and finally he actually gets you know Han's medal he gets to have his own medal but it's you know he gets Han's medal back like that made me fucking yeah. ugly cry to you but I still like I was really expecting Solo to flush out Chewie's character a lot more and I know that like He's supposed to be like the dog with, you know, the the man and his dog type of situation. At least that's what George Lucas referred to it as. But he is a, a character in his own right. And I really want, I was just really hoping for more story with Chewie. Yeah. Um, because he has, he, him, like R2, has been through all of this with mm-hmm. everybody <laughs> for a long time. And he, I am glad that his relationship with Leia was finally really like solidified because there was a scene in the novelization of the last Jedi that was, I miss, I'm, I don't know if it was cut from the film or if the, the whoever, I forget who wrote it. Uh, Alexander Freed. No, Jason mm-hmm. Fry. Mm-hmm. Jason, Jason Fry. Wrote it. Yeah. I, I don't know if he like wrote it into the book, like after the fact or something, but it was um, at the very end, like, Leia walks onto the Falcon into the cockpit with Chewie and she's like, we're the only ones left. And they like cry together and like hold each other. Mm. And I needed that on screen. And obviously we couldn't get that because Carrie is no longer around. And I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I I, say goodbye to Luke. (laughs) Like Chewie and Bear got to say goodbye to any, Chewie could say bye to any of his friends. I mean, all no. things considered, he's taking a lot of this incredibly well. <laughs> I mean, he's Chewy, probably one of the... Chewie <laughs> goes to therapy, okay? Yes. Chewie yeah, has a therapist. He's the only person with a therapist in space. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chewie's he's always, not. like, telling everybody else, this is why he keeps picking up traumatized children, because he's like, please go see my therapist. <laughs> and they're Maz like, Kanata I don't understand Streewook. <laughs> Mascanada is his Mascanada is his sex therapist. There's a difference. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh, can I just tell you, like when she called him over at the very end of the film, like Chewie, come here. I totally thought it was she was gonna say something inappropriate, and then I was like, yeah, oh, okay, she's actually doing something really sweet. <laughs> I was like, oh, here we yeah. go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sex and Star oh. Wars. Oh, can we? Yeah, while no, we're, we're talking about Maz, can we take like a one point breather to talk about how like. I don't. What the fuck happened to Maz Kanata? This is such bullshit. She was so good in The Force Awakens. I understand the possibility of like 
TLJ was a little harder because maybe they couldn't get Lapita for some reason. I don't know. Or maybe Ryan Johnson hates black people. That's true. <laughs> Probably that. But like, I don't know. She's fucking hilarious in The Force Awakens. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, she's here to narrate what Leia's doing. Oh, she has a complete complete expository role only mm-hmm. in this film. Her and Hobbit Man. She goes from being a um a motion capture sh- capture CG character in um The Force Awakens to being what I assume is just a fully animated with no mocap character in The Last Jedi and then in The Rise of Skywalker she's an, an- she's an animatronic puppet and all of these things keep removing the humanity from the character. Yeah. And ultimately she's just all she does. She doesn't even walk around in this movie. She just stands in place. It's it's just a fucking huge waste of Lupita Nyong'o. Like mm-hmm. Lupita was wasted. So was Gwendolyn Christie, like mm. a waste of so many excellent actresses. And it just pisses me off. Yeah. But sure, let's let's put Hobbit Man in here and let's give Snap important dialogue. Hobbit Man won a Hobbit Man won a bet with JJ, so that's why he got yep. to be in the movie. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we get to Rose. I think. Mm. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. Chewie uh, deserves more. I want. I feel like I've talked about this on the pod before. That I year, years ago, like a year and a half ago, I started writing a fanfic of things from Chewie's point of view, just because that's all that matters. Um, yeah. But he deserves it because, like, he has been the rock for so many of these characters. And like, we look mm-hmm. at Chewie like, oh, hi, he's the family dog because of George Lucas. But like, he. I don't he fucking takes care of everybody and expects yeah. nothing in return. And so like when Finn and Poe and Ray go back for him, he's like, You guys came back for me? And they're like, Of course we did. Probably because Chewie's like, I don't know. Maybe other people <laughs> wouldn't have. <laughs> um, there was a scene when uh Ray, Finn, Poe, and Chewie are flying off to uh go to um Pasana and Chewie says something in Shriwook and Ray says, yeah, it does. And I know, I, I knew when he said that, he said, it feels good to be home. Yes. Yes. I thought <laughs> the same thing too. <sighs> what else did he do? That was really cute. Oh, when they were in Pasana and they ducked down. Like, yeah. Poe said to keep their heads low. And that means you Chewie and Chewie like ducks down. <laughs> That is, all, that is all Eunice Tatamo, and he is amazing and the sweetest human being on the face of the earth. And him. if okay. he's mad at you, maybe there's a reason. Can we talk about Pasana really quick? Because I yes. saw a lot of people hating on it. I freaking loved that, like, sequence of scenes of, like, freaking dancing, like, singing, like, a freaking festival of colors like children watching a puppet show it was mm-hmm. it was beautiful like why can't we have nice things without people being upset about it i don't know because <laughs> nerds <laughs> because some people take this seriously to a point where they forget it's a stupid space movie yeah maybe <laughs> i mean i mean um, can i just so so we, you say that 
But I tweeted out right after this film came out, like, hey, if you're feeling upset or disappointed, you should go watch Lego Star Wars. Thank you, Abby. Um, Because it reminds you that this is just a silly space movie and Star Wars has always never made sense. And I got so many people in my mentions saying, how dare you? Star Wars is not silly. You don't know how much it means to people. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, wow. Proving my point. Proving my point. There is... There is a blue elephant man with a 12-member band named Max Rebo. None of this ever <laughs> makes any sense. There's a the monkey Katina named Salacious B. Crumb. The monkey, the monkey band, wow. The Cantina band, I don't know why I said The Cantina band plays a kind of music called jizz. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character named Babu Freak, and he's the cutest thing in the world. There's a character named Alon Sleaze Bagano in episode two. (laughs) He sells drugs. (laughs) Speaking of drugs, let's talk about Poe. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing that I didn't understand timeline-wise until days later. Until you saw the the visual dictionary. Visual dictionary, yeah. (laughs) The one year. I hate you. Um the one year of his like had to get away and rebel because my mom died situation and then came back. Yeah. Which I mean, so the visual dictionary confirms that he was actually like, he went from being a spice runner to joining the Navy. But I feel like I, and I feel like they made the line about resistance just to streamline things for the audience. But ultimately that just makes things more confusing. confusing. And And makes people like us who like actually read Poe's stories from outside of the movies be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was it that that storyline made for a funny situation, probably one of the funniest situations. The, in the best entire- joke oh. in the movie. 100% yeah. the best joke in the movie. Poe Dameron, Spice Runner, Runner of Spice, get your spice. <laughs> you, you were a stormtrooper? You were a spice runner? You were a scavenger? We can do this all night? <laughs> so good. Um, beautiful. Poe Dameron is not defined by his drug running. Um, also, I would like to comment, um, our, my friend Laura, I think our friend Laura Syracuse, mm-hmm. um, who is a part of SW Rep Matters, and a lot of other things, nerds of color, um, she <laughs> tweeted out that she didn't realize spice was drugs. No, she's cocaine. like, what's so bad? What's so bad about running this <laughs> It's space cocaine. Leave me and my oregano alone. <laughs> and she's like, you know, like, if spice was illegal, like, I, you know, I would totally find a black market for it. That's important, you know? But it was just <laughs> it's really funny. Now that, now that I think about it, has there been, because, like, we've, I mean, other than Solo, did anything else actually actively refer to things to spice as being a narcotic man i don't think because i don't think early no early episodes in in mando um i think it was episode three no i know and they do in the clone wars too i was just i meant in the live action movies oh and the shit that us nerds watched yeah star wars was like very heavily inspired by dune and i so i feel like that's what i assumed spice came from because spice in dune is like a drug (laughs) so (laughs) Mm. i i think 
I don't know. I think that I feel like a lot of people that are like familiar with both just kind of assumed that it was a drug based off of Dune, but I don't, I'm not everybody. So I don't know. But then we were also like totally okay with the fact that Anakin's father or Anakin's father, Luke's father was supposedly a spice runner. Luke's. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was what didn't uncle Owen tell Luke that his father was a pilot on a, I don't, I haven't seen the last time I saw a new hope was, one month ago, which is just enough for my memory to lapse. <laughs> That's a lot sooner than I have seen uh, it, and probably Abby too. So, actually, no, you re- did a rewatch, Abby. You should know this. Do a rewatch, but it was all in one day, so <laughs> all together. Um, I would like to say about Poe Dameron, besides all of the spice, get your spice. Get um, your spice. <laughs> I okay. We all read Resistance Reborn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. Th- uh, I don't know. Did we talk about this already in the, the first half of the recording? I don't remember, I don't but we're going to talk about it again. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I was right, by the way. What? Luke Skywalker grew up believing his father, Anakin, was a navigator on a spice freighter. Okay. Wikipedia. Maybe Luke thought it was um, like food spice as well. And he was like, yeah, Luke is a dumb <laughs> I mean, I mean, Luke grew up in the outer rim and that's where Kessel is. So. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway, anyway um, <laughs> interesting. Okay. Um, so I, I was, okay. I really enjoyed how Rebecca Roanhorse characterized Poe's like kind of agonizing over his guilt of what happened on crate and how he handled mm-hmm. that situation, how a lot of people died at his hands. And I like that that was brought up in this film. Like he obviously feels responsible. Um, but I kind of felt like he was still being the same hard-headed person a little bit. And he only was able to, like, finally figure shit out once Leia died. And Lando showed up and was like, hey, it's okay. We have each other. That's how you're going to win. Um, Bitch, tears. I know. But I felt like he was kind of delegated to this role, like, within the trio just to be, like, comic relief. And to show like this dynamic between the three of them and just constantly being grumpy, <laughs> which to be fair, everyone has to have a grumpy person in the trio. That's fine. Um, but I was expecting a lot different characterization from him. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this kind of goes back to like, I don't know. A lot of people's complaints about this film is that it was too long and there was too much in it. Like it would have um, probably benefited from being two films because you could have had characters, storylines a little bit more fleshed out. And I it's actually 10 minutes shorter than the last Jedi. I know. Like, why did it do that? (laughs) Part of this, part of it is why I don't like that. Well, I don't like that. The last Jedi is so immediate for a number of reasons, but like, I feel like the rise of Skywalker is, is I prefer it of, well, I can't decide if I prefer it over the over TFA or not. But right now I'm feeling it that Tross goes over TFA is because these characters are now fully fleshed out. I love fully fleshed mm-hmm. out characters. Um, and I didn't get that in The Last Jedi, partly all because it was set like 10 minutes after The Force Awakens ended. So The most it could have been after The Force Awakens was like maybe a day or two. Yeah, yeah I think it was and... like a week. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, John or John, uh, Finn was like in a coma that entire time. So him right. and Poe didn't have this thing to bounce back and forth really. Like, mm-hmm. 
we get a new character that's hanging out with Finn, which I love her. She's great. I love Rose. We all but do. Also, but, w- but we just went through this where we were just learning about each other in The Force Awakens. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And now we're now we're doing it again, but with an extra character. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just want to say that I will probably rewatch this film over and over once it comes out so that I can lust over Oscar Isaac because he yeah. is a thirst trap in this film. <laughs> he really fucking it. And he's he is hilarious in this film. I think Oscar Isaac really fucking pulls it off. I think this is my favorite Poe Dameron. Oh yeah, same. So, oh, um 100%. Um except I, I do I, except I do love the the let's not cause a scene. No, no let's from <laughs> <laughs> that is some chaotic gay energy <laughs> oh my god um i really um part of me is annoyed but also part of me is very entertained by people who are like annoyed by um the storyline of rise of skywalker when poe that scene where poe is like somehow palpatine returned <laughs> i love that scene so much because it's so just poe I. being like i guess we're doing this now okay <laughs> Sure. Somehow. And it's like the only person in that scene who is like, oh, fuck. Like, genuinely, like, oh, fuck is Hobbit, man. <laughs> I know. He's like, everyone, like, everyone else is just like, I guess, like, sure. What, okay. It's the yeah. only thing we haven't done yet. He's he's back. <laughs> Somehow, he's back. Palpatine has a podcast, and it's terrible. Oh, my Palpatine God. has a podcast, and you can hear it only in Fortnite. <laughs> Oh my god, so good. Um, yeah, could you wait? Could you just imagine, like, <laughs> like, what's up, everybody? <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Why does no one appreciate my impressions ever? Um, this this episode you... was brought to you by Hello Fresh. <laughs> Hello Fresh. <laughs> um, or. <laughs> Casper mattresses brought to you by me undies. <laughs> Keeps Harry's my razor. imperial ass nice and comfy over here on Exegol. Oh my god. <laughs> they ship all the way out to Exegol. Can I ask really quick, just as like a continuity thing, like why does Palpatine care so much about being emperor? Like he's a fucking I Sith. Like he's, the emperor is, empire is irrelevant to any power that he has. Like he could just take control of all of that shit. Like I, get over I, the empire, honestly, Palpatine. I think he likes the title. I, I my, one, I think he likes the title, and two, I think he's just a very. I feel like he's feels like he's just planned too much of this out to not do it <laughs> because 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 we know he just Palpatine... keeps digging. No, it's because like when know... you start your degree in biology and like your surgery, and you're like, oh shit, I don't want to major in this anymore. But I've spent too much time doing it. Can't turn back. Got to finish. <laughs> mood one, mood two. Um, the, the it's just like we've seen Operation Cinder. We've seen. The fact that he did, he create like it engineered all of the Clone Wars, and this and the separate really like an elaborate plan. And and then he's just like, okay, cool. I'm going to like make sure the First Order is is something that is an a fascist organization that is akin to an empire is also created by a puppet I I made, but just so it can. Tied me over until I got the final order ready. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think 
he, I do think, in his human heart, that he does love what? the politics. <laughs> yeah, he. I am the for... Senate. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think he just fucking loves to fuck with people. He's having the time of his life. Really and is. then Skywalkers <laughs> keep coming and fucking it all up. I mean, <laughs> we know we know Ian McDermott is having the time of his life. Oh god, yeah. And the then princess he... of Alderaan has ruined my plan. Yeah. <laughs> I love that he refers to her as that. Like know. he knows Alderaan's been gone for also, again, he's still referring to, to himself as Emperor Palpatine when everybody knows he's Darth Sidious now. Like, yeah, we called him Darth Sidious in the last movie. Yeah. I mean, that was... Well, because we least. had to have the emphasis that she was Ray Palpatine. <laughs> ah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, there's a lot of not great things about this film. But they're so, so stupid! They're so fucking hilarious. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of them... and end up sitting a lot better with me the more I think about it and the more I see bits and pieces of this movie dozens of times a week while working at a movie theater. <laughs> God, how did we get to Palpatine? Weren't we talking about Finn? <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> no, we were talking Pal- about Poe. Oh. oh, but I'm still, I'm, st- I'm on a roll with Palpy here. Uh, so upon like reflection, I feel like Star Wars has never been a planned out trilogy thing ever. (laughs) Maybe one through three has a plan. One through through three didn't even really have that big of a plan. Just that it needed to end somewhere where we had Vader. It Um, had a ultimate plan. It just wasn't a well executed in between the plan. (laughs) It was. It's good for what it is. But, it is, um, it is. <laughs> the, but um, I feel like it's not, if you watch these movies back to back, it's not like everything comes out of nowhere with the Ray Palpatine thing. Mm. I mean, I don't remember what I said in the first part of this podcast weeks ago, but <laughs> I do, but I do think I mentioned that, um, Ray's theme and the Emperor's theme are quite similar. Yep. Um, but some something else I noticed is in the Last Jedi when Snoke starts torturing Ray, Palpatine's theme starts playing, and he mm-hmm. says, "Give me everything." And then w- at the beginning of this movie, when Kylo confronts Palpatine, he asks, "What can you possibly give me?" And then Palpatine replies, everything. And I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah. the fact that, and actually, no, that's that works with a later bulletin point. So, yeah, that's my point there. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, Poe. <laughs> Any last I'm thoughts so, on Poe? I'm po? sorry about my wild, wildly erratic unmedicated oh, ADHD getting in the way of everything. I'm the one that brought up Palpatine, so you can blame me for that of one. Of course Sorry. you did, because you went on a date with Palpatine! Abby, I'm kicking you out of the Discord Don't right you now. dare! Don't! <laughs> Kick Don't! <abs. laughs> in case y'all right. missed it, hang on! <laughs> I have something to say! No, no, no you just In case y'all missed it, 
many moons ago in our fourth episode, I joked that Jess should go on a date with Palpatine and now raise a Palpatine. I'm just saying. Wink, wink. Ray doesn't look, Ray doesn't look Asian enough. Excuse me, she is a Skywalker. <laughs> she chose her family. Let's talk about he Lando is, before we get to in the weekends about Palpatine, because we just keep going. Lando and Jana and Rose. Yeah, um, I love Lando. Lando good. Um, Lando very good. Billy D. yes. Oh, good. It was just really good to see Lando, like, smiling and having fun and laughing and even being this, like, emotional support because i mean fucking i wish we got to see lando grieve but like we get poe's moment of grieving over leia's body and like i don't know how to do this and that i fucking sobbed because like (laughs) (laughs) we're all just fucking doing it star wars is just doing it (laughs) (laughs) um no but like that scene was really like heartbreaking because in my mind, all I'm thinking is Carrie yeah. and like all of us being like, we don't know how to do it. Um, <sighs> and then Lando coming in and saying we have each other. And like, I'm not trying to turn this into now a bullet point about Carrie because apparently none of us can stay on topic today. I didn't take my meds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Mood. I don't think I did either. Actually. <laughs> Oh, this was a bad. This was a bad combination. Why did it we It is New Year's Day. I also drank a lot yesterday. So. Oh no. Oh, um, well. Continue. Like yeah, I mean, I feel like that moment and Billy D plays it so well is very much so him talking as Lando to Poe, but also kind of like Billy D talking to all of us because honestly, I don't know if I could have how well I could have managed through Carrie passing away if I didn't have all y'all. So. Yeah. I also like when we first get introduced to his character in, mm. in Sana where he, he tells Ray, give Leia my love. Mm-hmm. And you know that he's saying, give Carrie my love. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm actually tearing up. Now. <laughs> Wait, hang on. I'll fix it. Can we talk about, too, how Lando was on the mission? With, it was just Luke and Lando. Therefore, Luke and Lando were fucking. <laughs> Luke didn't die a virgin after all. I thought you were going to say that Lando was really sad when he found out about Luke's death and you took it in a completely different place. <laughs> I thought you were well, of course he's going to be sad. His his bottom left. His <laughs> 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 dearly uh, departed bottom. Oh, my God. No, there's no way. Hey, hey, wait. I have a question. I have what? a question. Okay. Can, can, can force ghosts participate in sexual acts? Why not? They can be corporeal sometimes. In the words of in the words of Lando, let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, but speaking of that, <laughs> I do really appreciate I know that there's the whole idea that uh Jana is Lando's long stolen daughter from infancy. <laughs> yeah, because every black based, character has to be related. Based on suggestions not suggestions, but just implications. From the visual dictionary. Who wrote the Vizdic? Um, Pablo Hidalgo. Of course. Anyway. Shame on him. Shame on him. Yeah. Um, but I do really appreciate that Lando's like, yeah, I'll fucking adapt all of y'all. I sure. Know. Let's find your families. If we can't, you're my family. Like, Car- Carrie's gone. Leia's gone. Luke's gone. Like, they all need parents still. They These kids still yeah, don't know what children. they're doing. <laughs> That's, the thing. That's the thing is like, Ray and Finn are what now? Twenty, 
Posen earlier age. Finn's I don't know how old. I I'm, I have their ages from the Visual Dictionary. Pose. Keep talking. I'll find it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, we don't know how young Rose or Jana are. But I mean, at the end, Rose of the is twenty four. I do know that part. She's my age. Oh my god. Um. But so Ray's twenty at least. Yeah. Ray's twenty. Poe is. Uh, yes. Ray's twenty. Rose is twenty-four. Finn is, I think, also twenty-four. Give me. A he minute. probably Keep doesn't talking. know. Yeah, but he. I mean, <laughs> Jan, I do remember that Jando, Jana's age given is. Oh, here it is. Um, Jana's age range is given as a range, not as an actual age. So sad. Yeah. This um, is also but, why they need Lando because, like, poor traumatized child soldiers didn't get to have a yeah, childhood, that's, and that's they need I'm to be saying. able to they need to be able to experience these emotions of having an older adult to trust and right. to take care of them because they didn't have that. Right. So even yeah. if these characters are in their adulthood now, because like, yeah, twenty twenty four is an adult, even though I don't like to feel like it is. Finn Finn's twenty four too, and Poe's thirty three. Okay. Yeah, but like. Finn never had parents. Jana never had parents. Ray barely had parents. And like you're saying, just they need this older character to come and be like, I love you. You're my children. Which Chewie was trying to do, but y'all don't fucking see him as a person. You see him as a dog. I mean, I continue to just see Chewie as the person and the the trios, the, the original trilogy trio and the sequel trilogy trio as the strays he keeps adopting. Yeah. That's exactly BB-8 is the dog. <laughs> Hans the, the dog. BB-8 is the cat. <laughs> Raise the... Um, no, BB-8 is a dog. Feral There's raccoon. No <laughs> Wait, what? Dio is <laughs> a cat. <laughs> Raise the feral raccoon that accidentally j- crawled into the garbage. <laughs> Got mistaken as a cat. <laughs> You're kitty, kitty. Um... <laughs> um let me, I, I want to talk about Jana really quick because mm-hmm. we have to talk about Rose still and all that nonsense and that bullshit. Um, I love that we have a black woman in Star Wars that doesn't die yeah. in the first third of the film, first of all. Second of all, fuck she you, has Lord, her natural fuck, fuck you, hair. Johnson. Yeah, she has her natural hair and she looks fucking amazing. Third, I really thought that she was going to be introduced as this like opposition character to like the trio plus Chewie um, on their mission. They were going to like, you know, some, you know, some natives on this planet are going to try and stop them. But it was just like, oh, no, she's just a former child soldier of the resistance. Like, I'm here to help. Like, it was it was. There was no like suspicion, like maybe one second of suspicion. It was just like, oh, oh, we'll help. He's like, are you the resistance? Because this Babu Frick, whoever the hell he is, asked I us. Babu Frick. He's like, hey, I want to know what that conversation sounded like. <laughs> I'm Babu Freak. Hey. And, and then she's like, done. I'm in. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I I'm I, I get tired of that trope of like introducing a new character as like oh it's someone that we have to not like like mm-hmm. like Holdo was for a hot second it's like we don't have to do that like we can just have, she's can immediately just, just like okay let's help yeah yeah um the one missed opportunity I think that I've seen like kind of circulating around on Twitter now that we've 
a couple weeks in between recording to, to look at this is it would have been even, I mean, I really love the conversation between her and Finn on the Falcon and they're just like, Oh my God, you were a first order. I was first order too. It's amazing. Um, how did you get out? It would have been even better if, uh, Jana and her crew were inspired by hearing about Finn defecting and about how there was a stormtrooper that helped blow up Starkiller base. And so now we are all going to defect because and, it, can, it can be done. Yeah. <laughs> Something uh, I got from that moment was that it, because she mentioned when Finn says it's a feeling, she also corroborates that it's a feeling. And so it made me think about how the Force Awakening in The Force Awakens was Finn awakening and other stormtroopers awakening at the same time and refusing to do evil and god that's i really like that and i like to imagine that all of janna's comrades are also force sensitive i hope we get so much more of janna yeah i know janna lando finn story of them going off to find their family Mm, i would love i need it from a black creator yes yes Oh, um, so one thing that I do want to talk about is it's a little bit gross that we're having the two black, young black characters be former child soldiers. (laughs) Yeah. That's a thing that was not JJ and Chris Terrio's story to tell. Um, (laughs) Optics. Anyway. Where are um, the sensitivity readers? Just wanted to bring that up. (laughs) There weren't any? Oh, imagine that. Um, Anyway, let's talk about Rose. I wrote a piece on Rose for damngoodmatters.com. Yes, real salty. you did. It was beautiful. It was a very was real good salty. piece. Um, so how did Rose get the commander title, and why didn't we hear anybody say it or see her commanding anybody? Also, if you look at the visual dictionary, it points out the fact that she doesn't have the commander badge on because, quote, she prefers not to flaunt it or something. And I'm like... That sounds like bullshit. Yep. (laughs) The idea that Rose's commander was probably like JJ seeing the response of Kelly, like to Kelly Marie Tran at Celebration and being like, shit. Yeah. Commander! (laughs) It just has a line pointing to her chest that has no rank insignia. And she says, Rose doesn't care for signs of rank. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. Really? Really? That's really not up to her because she's in the military right (laughs) Right. um so many things first of all why did the hobbit get more screen time than her because of a bet because he won a bet like really that's how we're casting our people in this film also in an interview (laughs) we'll get to that in a second In, in, in an interview with chris terrio um Apparently, a lot of her scenes were with Carrie or with Leia. Uh, Rose was meant to be the character, the other principal character that stayed with Leia on the base. So they would have someone else to refer to and have someone to bounce dialogue off of from Carrie um, or from Carrie's likeness. Um, And I guess those scenes just didn't look photorealistic enough for them. And so they cut them all. And they kept going back to Maz instead of to Rose. Yeah. And and instead of, you know, I'm assuming they realized this, I don't know, within the point of being able to do some reshoots, 
to just give her more scenes of just Rose. Yeah. And I just I don't Ray and Rose still haven't interacted on uh, screen. Yeah. I I just Ray... I don't like the idea that now um instead of saying, you know what? We didn't use Rose as much as we should have. Now they're saying now they're blaming a dead woman. Yeah. So like, and you know, Carrie, if, Carrie, if Carrie hadn't had the audacity to up and die, yeah, well, who wrote her into the scenes in the first place? Like, you chose to take this gamble, and it worked out well in terms of Leia's character and her scenes. It worked out well for you, but that doesn't mean that you have to completely sideline and take a gamble on a very important character, the first Asian woman in space. <laughs> like you, the you, first you, woman of color in the principal yeah. cast of Star Wars. So like, shut the fuck and up. Still, and they still get gave Don't her blame billing. Carrie. Yeah, they gave her billing. To... So good good job, Rose. You got paid. <laughs> like take it and run, I guess. Yeah. It just sucks because it 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 just feels like every all the white supremacists won. Yeah. Um and I talk about this in my my article, but like you can have all the intentions in the world. You could, you know, oh, we're going to put her with our favorite character ever, Princess Leia. And, um, you know, we're going to give her all this meaning. We're going to make her a commander. It's going to be great. But if the impact is that it looks like you're catering to white supremacy and that you're cutting out this character that meant a lot to a lot of women and cutting out also the character that kind of gave the thesis of the sequel trilogy mm-hmm. that doesn't look good. And that doesn't feel good as a fan. Um, Suddenly your intentions mean jack shit. Yeah. It, intentions don't matter. It's about impact. So it's like all these, all these interviews and pieces, I'm just like fucking sick of seeing them because it doesn't make me feel any better. <laughs> like the fact is she was cut heavily from the film. Her, character makes no difference to the plot at all they could have cut her entire role out of this film and it would have made a difference like she goes completely against her character when finn's like hey uh want to come no i gotta stay for no reason at all and then like hey you should come back on the ship go away rose go away okay i'm just gonna go like that's not what she would have done because she showed that in the last jedi she like, risked her she life was... to save him in the last jedi <laughs> like what the fuck like the fact that we don't get a female friendship on screen is like awful as well like that's just another like nail in the coffin for me because <laughs> like... mm-hmm. one we don't have enough primary female characters to do that yeah and, and then it when also... we and when we do they don't do it and two yeah. some of us lesbians are sick of the fact that there is no women yeah. interacting on screen yeah like you but... won't even you you won't even bait us okay you just mm. uh, um and also it kind of gives like it, it adds to this whole like there can only be one trope that Hollywood has where it's like, oh, we uh-huh. added Janet in and gave her a lot of meaning in the story. So therefore, she's the one woman of color that we have and we can't have anyone else. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's it feels awful as a fan who like yeah. looks like loves Rose, like really looks up to Kelly Marie Tran as a person just having to endure all this nonsense for how many years now? Like it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um and 
I hope JJ knows that he fucked up big time. And I feel like he knew that he was going to fuck up big time because at Celebration, he's like, oh, the best thing that Ryan Johnson did was cast Kelly Marie Tran. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like, Abby, you're onto something. He like kind of realized how beloved her character was. And it's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Went, oh, 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 I done fucked up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um... It's just not great. It's very I mean, funny. maybe at that it, point he he'd already filmed the scenes with her that ended up being scrapped. But even then, it's like not even. I'm never mind. I'm not going to give him any defense here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. There's no excuse. Mm-mm. Um, the Hobbit had more lines. That's all I'm gonna. There was a fucking. We don't have his name. We don't get <laughs> the Hobbit. Bo- Hobbit boy's name is character's name is Beaumont which when you brought that up in our on screen you brought that up in a group chat that we're in together and I was like who the fuck is Beaumont (laughs) and I'm like I only know this 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 asshole's name because he was like in one issue of like Star Wars adventures (laughs) like he his name's not shown on screen he's the visual dictionary says apparently he's a archaeologist academic professor type who knows tons of shit about jedi and sith stuff but it's not like he shows that on screen it's not like he oh, has no, any he purpose like other than like five times <laughs> he delivers that line so stupid there isn't a single showing i've been in where people don't like giggle at the way he delivers he sounds like a hobbit clo- when dark, he's saying that dark secrets cloning secrets it only sounds- the sith knew it sounds like he was supposed to be in Lord of the Rings in that one scene, and he uh-huh. forgot that he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what it sounded like. The, oh, my God. There are, I mean, the the places I could have seen Rose being at, other than with the trio and it being a trio of four, because that would have been the best case scenario, and it should have been, fuck you, JJ. Um, but, like, you got Claude, has no purpose has no hands um why is he (laughs) why is he an engineer fixing the falcon when when ray when rose's entire thing is being a mechanic um there's there's beaumont who serves no purpose his line (laughs) should have gone to rose there is um commander dac being the ones to tell them tell poe and finn that leia passed like it, it would have been a lot more meaningful if Rose was there because Rose is actually one of their friends and a character who we know by name uh, other than some character I only know because because people had to be like, who the fuck are these lesbians in the movie who are on screen <laughs> for half a second? Uh, it, this is the one thing that really rubbed me the wrong way yeah. in this film. Like It really I comes really- down to Rose. I really enjoyed a lot of it, even the dumb stuff that like doesn't make any sense. Like it's funny and it, you can still like suspend your disbelief enough to enjoy it, but not having Rose in this film hurts a lot. <sighs> and I hate it. Um, speaking of queer representation <laughs> and the uh. lesbians that were quote unnamed that everyone was confused about go for it Marma DAC and Lieutenant Tice Marma DAC is was one of <laughs> is a commander she was on it's the person the her job is to give bad news about Leia 
She was she was the person in the last Jedi who was like <laughs> like Akbar's dead and Leia's in bad condition, and then she's just back here back here suddenly to be like she's gone. Um, <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> and then then her wife her only her wife's only lines are to ask a question during Finn and Poe's co-general speech, and then to then to be like. You can't get there fast enough when Poe's trying to fly his X-wing over to Finn and Janna. So, I guess they have lines. Technically, I, I I personally feel like they did that almost to be like, well, they can't say we didn't give them any lines, but fuck you. Here's uh, okay. So here's the thing. When I saw. The kiss. The first time I saw the movie, I was with three of my dear friends, uh, partner of the pod, Chris, and my parents. And I knew that there was going to be a kiss. That was like the only thing from this movie that got like quote unquote spoiled for me. Same actually. Uh, yeah, and it, I knew it was a blink and you'll miss it thing. I thought it had occurred during uh, when everybody's gearing up to go to Exegol. Like, I thought I saw, like, two... It was probably just two women hugging each other, and I was like, oh, they probably briefly kissed, and they're calling that queer rap. And then it was the return from Exegol, and I mean, like, it's two seconds. Like, it's very brief. It is very much so a blink, and you'll miss it. If you weren't looking at the screen at the time, you wouldn't see it. And it is a cute kiss. It is, but, like, there was something... I've never really made it a secret that... Like, Star Wars has been very helpful in my journey of coming out and all of that. The first, yeah. Star Wars Rep Matters is what ended up helping me come out publicly, like, online for the first time. So, I mean, like, me, my queerness has a lot, not a lot to do with Star Wars, but, you know, like, it relates to Star Wars. So, yeah. So, my little bi ass getting to see that on screen with some of the most important people in my life. Uh, I don't know. That was very special for me. Um, however, with that said, with my personal experience aside, it's two fucking seconds. It was digitally edited in so that it could be taken out for other places. Oh shit! I didn't um, know that. Yeah, they took it out in Singapore. Um, but people are still being all China's the reason why. And oh that's yeah, xenophobic Which, as shit. Right, <laughs> y'all need to be fucking careful when you say shit like as it, as as if as if America isn't homophobic and right as hell. Yeah, but continue. Yeah, but it's just like I don't want to say it doesn't. It, I'm not going to say it doesn't count because it fucking does. It is not as meaningful as it should be. That's, I think, the phrasing that we should be using. It's not meaningful as it should be. It doesn't feel like it was done with, you know, we want queer folks in our film. It was, oh, they're going to be mad about, at us about pin and, pin and foe. Spin and Poe. Pin and Poe are new characters who look <laughs> suspiciously similar to Oscar Isaac and and John Boyega, and they're and they're married. They are, but, however, not them. <laughs> but, but 
you need to be really fucking care careful when you're like, oh, it just doesn't fucking count. Because lesbian erasure is fucking huge in this a community. Men. And especially if I'm see I've been seeing straight women like thinking they're saying something and doing something for the queer community by saying it doesn't count. It's like shut up. Like, yes, we can criticize this and be like, it's not enough. It doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel meaningful. It doesn't feel impactful. But to say it doesn't count at all. Like you leave fuck my lesbian ass to say that shit. Yeah, right. I don't even get um, to say that shit. Like I, w- I will say that both of them are in the final crowd shot. Um, they are cheering alongside Chewie while holding hands, which cool. But I'm also upset that they're there and Rose is with. Beaumont and um what's god what's Billy Lord's character's name again um Connix Connix Beaumont and um and Rose are behind our main trio in in the shot so they're completely blocked out of view in the final like crowd shot that we end on before going to the epilogue type thing and it's <sighs> I don't, I, there are so many missed opportunities. Yeah. Uh, The fact that it was digitally added in so it could be edited out shows that it's just checking boxes for this, the creators of this film. It wasn't, it wasn't meaningful for them. Yeah. And that's, that's. (sighs) It sure, it sure feels great to, to be part of there are there are so many star wars i mean gays that are into star wars there are so fucking many of us and mm-hmm. we devote our time and and this is bringing it right back around to what i said earlier we're not people aren't entitled for their characters stories to go a certain direction or their ships to go a certain way but you know what we are entitled to to be fucking represented in the stories that we mm-hmm. partake in. It's it, it's a movie in fucking space, and mm-hmm. it has stupid fucking... Porgs are a thing. Yoda's a thing. We have Ewoks again now. And... <laughs> and... And... And we can't get things that actually exist in real life, like more than one or two women of color at a time or any gay people or even when you look at all of the stuff in like um expanded content like the comics and such no not a single fucking binary trans person we've got one non-binary character thank you daniel jose older and that's it Mm -hmm. i just it's so cool to have your entire existence completely disregarded mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so much fun we love it so much fun anyway which is why i will continue to claim claim characters as gay trans and lesbian until mm-hmm. the end of time you could have you could have stopped this jj you but but you didn't and now my, it's all on you uh-huh my friend asked me last night at new year's eve she goes I've I have a question for you. And I said, okay. She goes, are 
are there any characters in Star Wars that are straight? And I said, Kylo Ren, we don't claim that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Solo is the straight guy who falls in love with a lesbian because he feels like she's not like other girls enough (laughs) to be interesting to him. Oh my god. Beautiful. I just, I, I saw a bunch of pictures of the tweet, uh, no, the kiss between Ray and Ben being posted by Stans, and when she, like, looks at him before she, like, kisses him, she looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> and, like, and, and, and just, like, am I doing this? I mean, I, I guess, I, whatever. And it's just so <laughs> hilarious to look at it as it's just in that frozen moment. There's a reason that they showed Adam Driver's face with on the camera that was on that side versus the camera that was on the other side showing Ray's face. Because, like, like, Adam Driver's, like, smiling and Ray's like, oh, no, I'm gay. <laughs> like, oh, yes, I'm gay. When, when Ray definitively finds out, I don't like men. <laughs> oh, Ray. Oh, my God. Uh... And she's just like, adrenaline. This guy just brought me back to life, and he's clearly got a crush on me. I don't... Maybe, I guess. He's gonna oh, die dead. anyway. I'll give him... <laughs> he's dead. I don't have to worry I'll, about this anymore. I'll throw him a bone. Because <laughs> the, the fact that she doesn't acknowledge, like, him at all in the film as soon as he passes away is the funniest fucking shit to me. <laughs> um, There's no grave for, for Ben Solo. Um, yeah. and, and the, um... <laughs> And the stands are super mad about it, but it's just so fucking funny to me. <laughs> and I love it so much. Because he just, less than one second after the kiss, he just flops over dead. And again, I work in a movie theater, so like I'm getting ready to clean these showings like right before um, before the movie ends. And usually get to see like within the last 10, 15 minutes of it sometimes. And every single time I have heard the audience, at least part of it, either giggle or just loudly laugh at the fact that Ben just keels over and dies. (laughs) He goes, oh, oh, my time has come. The power of lesbianism. That's ju- we're just Straight like that. Them. Straight Straight kill do them. you have the power to kill men just by kissing them? I don't know. Let's find out. Direct me at direct me at the nearest garbage person. <laughs> oh, there's a whole list. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, we wouldn't do that to you. No. Um, no, I would just stab them for you. It's all good. <laughs> the battle axe by. <laughs> oh my god. Hell yeah. So um, there's been a lot of discourse around this movie being anti The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. I don't see that at all. I don't either. I, I, it's, it's, there's a, oh, so one of the things people are pointing at is the fact that Luke on Octo says, oh, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect when he, when in The Last Jedi, he tossed it away. And I'm like, that's a joke. That, Luke's making fun of himself. Luke is, and then Luke Comedy. In the same conversation, Luke later says, I was wrong. And if you actually, like, paid attention to the parts of The Last Jedi that weren't vaguely Raylo, you would understand that, Re- that, <laughs> that, that um, Luke was 
had realized that he was wrong the entire time by the last end of the last Jedi. Like that's his entire arc in the fucking movie. Yeah. If anything, I saw that entire sequence, including that line as being like a callback to the last Jedi being like, Hey, respectful of the last Jedi. We're we're going full circle. We're, we're, you know, acknowledging that this stuff happened and And, it was important. (laughs) And the Ray being a Palpatine thing means, means the force is now not democratic. I mean, we, we've got Finn. Finn has the force. Um, without any known bloodline attachment, we've and then we modify the message from the Last Jedi a bit to show that if your blood, if your biological family is heinously evil as shit, that doesn't mean you have to be. Like yeah. that's still a powerful message, and it's also still a message about you getting to choose your family. Also, I don't feel like the Last Jedi was saying that about. The force being like having people putting words into Ryan Johnson's mouth, mouth and assuming, assuming he put more thought into things than, than he actually did. What? Yeah. Like, because the entire thing with Snoke and Kylo Ren was like, Oh, that mighty Skywalker blood. We're going to like make you into something. And like the fact that Kylo took over, like was a whole bloodline storyline. Like, I I also felt like that was. It was just the dark side, but in part that was more. That was also very much. Oh, expectations of what should be end up becoming self fulfilling prophecies. But I mean, it it was very on par. Like the connection to both of these films was very on par with the original trilogy, where we thought Luke was nobody, and turns out he's connected to this entire dynasty of Force users. And then, and then, where people are like, oh. It was better when she was Ray Nobody. Now she's Ray Palpatine. I mean, one, it doesn't necessarily it doesn't really retcon things because it, you can't really retcon the middle, the end of. You can't really retcon when it's you're making the third part to a beginning, middle, end sequence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just not how stories work. Like, guess what? You can figure out things that you thought were one way in the middle are not the same in the end. And also, Kylo was working off of Ray's childhood memories. Ray definitely didn't know the name Palpatine. Her parents had definitely had probably already, like, actively disowned themselves from Palpy at that point in time. So yeah. how was Kylo supposed to know a six-year-old girl's vision of her own parents other than, than to say, he doesn't know these people, so they must be nobody? Yeah. To be fair, I don't care for the Ray Palpatine thing. Like, oh. I feel like the story would have worked worked better. Probably. Oh, I, not I agree. I, d- um, I totally it's agree. Still, it's still like, and the fact that like we had fucking Villanelle as her mother, and that wasn't Palpatine's daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah. There's that, and then there's the fact that that I'm looking at Jodie Comer, and I'm like, and she's supposed to be heterosexual. Yeah, that's, um, also, that's not a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm like, that That brings me back to a prediction tweet I made way back in like October where I'm like, just watch the, watch the LGBT representation is going to be that the, the parents that abandoned Ray, Ray were two moms. <laughs> it's it's going to be Sandra Oh and Jodie Comer. <laughs> those are, those are Ray's moms. It, it's a very, it's a very, very quickly dated reference, but it's 
I just really resent the idea that this like takes away Last Jedi's message of like, you know, you can still be someone when you're no one or like your found family and blah, 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 blah. Because I mean, like, yeah, we give Rey a last name sort of in this movie. She's a Palpatine. That's her bloodline. But even Palpatine says to her, your new family is the resistance. resistance. He doesn't even say that to Luke. He says your faith in your friends. Like that whole Luke storyline. He's like, your new family will die unless you do dark side shit. Right. (laughs) So like with, with Luke, yeah, we have the whole Luke was, we thought he was nobody. He's the child of Darth Vader. Luke does have found family. It just happens that some of his found family is actually related to him and then marries into his actual family. <laughs> but the, his whole thing is like being able to to call on that family name and to make it a good thing again and to change that. And Ray said, fuck no, I'm not even going to fucking try because that's bullshit <laughs> because I don't claim you. I claim them. And even Palpatine recognizes it. He recognizes that there's no way that this girl is ever going to be a Palpatine in name because she's already chosen the Resistance. She's already chosen the Jedi. She's already chosen Finn and Poe. Like, and when he, when right before he calls the Resistance her family, he, he almost like, he, well, not almost, he's straight up mocking her when. He says, your master, Luke Skywalker, had his father. The only the family you thing- have is me. Yes, the the only family you have here is me. That was fucking chilling. Yeah, <laughs> like, honestly. And Ray and was then, just like, okay, fuck you. No, fuck you. God, but this, I feel like this, I I don't understand the side of fandom that once all of this behind-the-scenes stuff to be, like, a quarrel between storytellers when it's just how collaborative storytelling works. Yeah. Like, it's not Ryan says something and JJ's like, oh, I gotta change all of this. It's Ryan, JJ hands off the baton to Ryan. Ryan does his thing. Trevor gets fired and, <laughs> and, and, and Johnson has to pick, and not Johnson, J.J. Abrams has to pick up the baton again. Like, this is just how storytelling works when you work with, when you let not only one person control the narrative. And that's how Star Wars works and has worked for years now. So I don't understand this need to be like, this movie is good because my favorite director guy did it and things that and things that aren't exactly like that movie means that there's this behind the scenes um infighting going on and haha they're they're as petty as my fandom opinions when it's like these guys are just doing their job and writing something and getting paid i people put way too much thought into Ryan Johnson versus J.J. Abrams, The Last Jedi versus everything else. And I just am sick of it. And even though I am sick of it, it's going to keep going on for the next decade, probably. Um, so, yeah. I've I mean, was anyone that. saying that Ryan Johnson was anti-J.J. Abrams when he took over The Jedi? No. No, because everybody wanted to uh, suck Ryan Johnson. Well, there were... 
there were Phantom Menace guys who were very um, like they don't count so as people. <laughs> it's so easy to forget the Phantom Menace because we've all like collectively blocked them out. Oh yeah, and, like <laughs> and and then our only exposure to Ryan Johnson is has been people Johnson like even I hesitate to say critique because there's no critique there's just circle jerking um mm-hmm. about how he's just a genius and cuz he wrote again, knives out but knives out was, was really okay. good Rise Out, Knives Out was fantastic. I love that movie, but that doesn't mean he wrote a good Star Wars. I th- I think he wrote a good Star Wars, but I also once again think that what the good that these men do and with the Star Wars is that they make is kind of in spite of their best efforts. <laughs> I think Ryan Johnson writes a good movie when he has a lot of white characters. Hmm. Interesting. I wonder why. Interesting Knives analysis. Out was, Knives Out had a lot of white people in it. Oh, say. yeah. There were a good two named characters of color in that movie. And yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, let's let's talk our overall favorite moments of this movie. Yeah. I have several. Go for it. Me? Oh, <laughs> I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I have several. Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> this is this is peak Jacqueline energy right here. <laughs> really ha, ha, I I can't wait to talk about this. Okay, go ahead, talk about it. Oh wait, no, wait. You meant you mean it? <laughs> you mean it? Um, you actually want me to speak? I think we already had me. We already have me um, uh, rambling about how I somehow love Ben Solo now in the first half of this. Oh, yeah. All of us. Um, uh, (laughs) Once again, good job, Adam. For a second, you made me not hate Kylo Ren. (laughs) It's like he was acting like Harrison Ford. That's why! (laughs) That is actually why. And it really worked. It really worked. All you gotta do is... Is like Her imitate teeth. Harrison Ford and all of our panties drop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think so, so. A scene that continues to stand out to me is in the final confrontation with Palpatine when it seems like all hope is lost. Ben's been yeeted into a chasm, um, uh, which which apparently is so like traumatizing for a certain section of people even though he's it has been done twice (laughs) both of them have survived (laughs) maul survived palpatine survived anakin burned alive on screen (laughs) we saw him catch fire and his skin become crispy bacon (laughs) his dick burned off Maul was cut in half. (laughs) We saw the two pieces separate as he fell down the chasm. He got better. He was too angry to die. (laughs) But um, when when Ben gets yeeted and and um, (laughs) you know, in this world, it's either yeet or be yeeted. (laughs) (laughs) When 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 Ben gets yeeted and and Palpatine has that line where he's like. As I fell, so falls the last Skywalker, because he's a dramatic bitch. Um, <laughs> he, Ray, uh, he continues to be dramatic and just shoots lightning 
into a huge column into the sky and creates a storm that ruins everybody's but his own ships somehow. <laughs> and and um, uh, the power remember, of the Sith, Jacqueline. Remember, remember, <laughs> it's Star Wars. Think think about it enough, but don't think too hard about it, or else you're con- gonna ruin it for yourself. Big man. Um, but um, the but when Ray um uh like starts getting her strength back and she pushes herself onto her back and looks up into the sky and sees her family like being decimated and like falling from the sky all at once she returns to be with me to call upon the jedi past and when it just slows time slows and it moves past the um uh lightning to show that ray's cleared her mind she's meditating she's connecting with the force at at its fullest and the jedi start speaking and god i i've seen this scene like five different times and i cry i start tearing up every time obi-wan starts talking in ray's vision in i'm I'm crying right now (laughs) in in ray's vision in the force awakens obi-wan says ray these are your first steps and then at the beginning of this commune with the Jedi past, Obi-Wan starts out by saying, these are your final steps, Ray. Rise and take them. <laughs> and, and that fucking destroys me every single time. And also it helps that it's the way it's delivered by um, Ewan is just done with so much gravitas. Oh, yeah. He's like whispering, but he said, but when he says rise, he like growls a little, and it's so good. And Anakin there, Ahsoka's there, Kanan's there, and and th- we've got lines like, "We're with you, Ray. Um, be the light, find the light." Yoda says, "You've alone, never have you been." Um, uh, e- e- Qui Gon <laughs> says, "Every every Jedi who has ever lived lives in you." <laughs> um uh we we stand behind you ray kanan says one of my favorite ones when she starts picking herself up kanan says in the heart of a jedi lies her strength ah! and, then, and then obi-wan and qui-gon say rise and luke finishes that off with the force will be with you always and she just gets up and she calls leia's lightsaber to her and she is determined she's ready She's covered in her own blood. She looks like a feral lesbian. And <laughs> and Palpatine stops doing his force storm shit because he's like, oh, wait, she's not dead? Oh, I mean, shit. And it's just, she's just standing there in the face of certain death and destruction. But she has every Jedi who's ever lived behind her. She's not alone. No matter how many times people like Kylo Ren people like Palpatine try to make her feel like she's alone. She has her friends and she has all of this legacy that she is, she is living as the embodiment of right there with her. And she's ready to just take that on. And that just is so fucking powerful. And ah, that, that might be, one of my two favorite scenes in the entire movie, the other being, no, 
I, I gotta stop giving numbers because I'll keep giving more <laughs> scenes. Um, but the race got the race Skywalker scene at the end where she sleds down into um, uh, the Lars Lars homestead, like as a callback to her sledding down the hill from the Super Star Destroyer in The Force Awakens, when she she sees Luke and Leia standing next to each other, giving their unspoken blessing that she is a Skywalker, and she takes that name for herself. Again, this is some powerful shit, and it's really doing it for me. Yeah. Yet another favorite part of mine is when the trio hugs. Oh my god! Mm. Finn's face is oh my god! Sobbing with joy. Everybody, like he's so he's so happy. He has the two most important people in his life in his arms. Ray and Poe are holding hands behind Finn's back as they hug. It's just it kind of cements them as my favorite trio. I want to say, yeah, I, I. I, they just mean so much to me, and despite the fact that I've grown up with the rest of this Star Wars, the fact that this Star Wars has all happened around the time where I discovered my own identity, and this has been Rey forging her own identity and Finn forging his own identity throughout these movies, really just, it really hits me right in the heart and... I'm never going to forget how it feels in those moments when I first saw all of this and how I feel when I see it every time since. Yeah. I think too, that scene, just like, like you compare it to the scene in return of the Jedi where um, Luke Han and Leia are like hugging each other. And, you know, Luke sees all the force ghosts and it's like very, Mm -hmm. very great. Everybody's celebrating. It's, 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 you know, it's happy, but I think what's different about this is that, there's that emotion behind that of we have changed as people. Are you <laughs> crying? Yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like we have changed. <laughs> like we've changed so much as people because of all of this, all this shit that's happened to us, and we're like, we are now family because of it. And it's so important, and it's so meaningful. To Fuck! Now I'm crying, Jess. No, oh, I don't want to cry. Um. <laughs> And, yeah, the Skywalker bloodline's dead, but she gets to carry on the best parts of their legacy into the future. As not only the first in a new generation of Jedi, but as the first in a new Skywalker legacy. Mm -hmm. Free from the constraints of the old Skywalker bloodline's problems, and but still with the blessing of those who came before. It's... It's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about the Ben Solo, Han Solo moment? That's one of your favorites. I know that. Breaks my goddamn heart, and it is perfect. It's God. (laughs) It's it's not a Force ghost. It's his memory, and that's what makes it so good. Just talk about how much you love it. (laughs) Well, we already talked about it in the first time. Oh, did we? But I, it fucking breaks me every time. Like it's really good. <laughs> it's really good. Oh, how do people hate this movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, we do know. Yeah, we know. Yeah, but, but the end of the movie. I, but whatever. 
But these moments are so they like overshadow Powerful. anything anything that like upsets. I mean, like anything that upsets me because of like continuity or whatever, just like yeah. things not making sense. Like the way that these moments make me feel, that's like means so much more to me than any of the other stupid stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Building off of some of Jacqueline's favorite moments, obviously the the Jedi, all the Jedi calling out to Ray is one of my favorites. And the way that Jacqueline was describing it, I fucking cried. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, I also made a TikTok like about that seed and not yes, enough people I saw liked it. I it. love you. Thank you. I, I love, love you so much. <laughs> um, but anyway, I think aside from that scene, I think my all time favorite scene is the end because I, I am. Ret- retweet that TikTok from the pod account. Just. Oh. Sure okay. Oh yeah. Okay, I will. Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I'm a sucker for an ending. Um, yeah. I was having this conversation mm-hmm. with Chris, partner of the pod, of my when I go through my favorite Star Wars movies, like when I rank them, um, Revenge of the Sith, Re- Return of the Jedi, and now the Rise of Skywalker all in my very top like they come before every other movie in their trilogy so i'm obviously a bottom but (laughs) (laughs) also very much so love a happy sad bittersweet ending um and this one was so unbelievably moving um because ray got to put leia and luke to rest she got to put she basically got to put the Skywalkers to rest. The the bloodline Skywalkers, if you will. They're um, buried in the same place Shmi is. Anakin oh is pissed God. that his lightsaber is in the sand, but he accepts it. <laughs> he's he's okay with it. He's like, I see what you're doing there, kid. He's like, okay. <laughs> Obi-Wan's gonna kill me. Um, but I... I... I ha- I always have this moment of when I watch The Phantom Menace, one of my favorite Anakin lines aside from yippee is uh I had Are you dream- an angel? <laughs> no. I had a dream that I came back and freed all of the slaves, which never gets to happen. Um, but I think Ray kind of gets to fulfill a little bit of that in freeing the Skywalkers from this kind of cycle that they've been in of the fight of good and evil and saying it's okay. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't have to fight anymore. Oh my God. And that's really, (laughs) and and I think what really fucking oversells it for me is uh, Leia and Luke appearing to Ray. Um, and Luke just fucking beaming at her. Like, I haven't seen She's Luke so Skywalker proud. smile so big in such a long time. And it just makes my heart fucking happy. And her resolve in saying Ray Skywalker and ending with the Binary Sons. It's, it's where Luke's journey started. And it's where Ray's journey ends. I don't know what else to say other than it's just, just a, a fucking gorgeous ending. Um, it's beautiful and perfect, and I wouldn't want it any other way. Also, yellow lightsabers are sexy. Oh, so yellow lightsabers. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Jacqueline, you had asked uh, if we could 
throw in some post-trust headcanons now. Oh, yeah. Anyone want to start start with some of those? I You I know, have... usually I build off of yours, Jacqueline. Or... Okay. <laughs> Then let's then let's get to riffing. Um, I um, like to imagine during the whole victory celebration that um, uh, Poe and Finn get closer and maybe maybe kiss later, maybe maybe more, um, uh, and that Ray Ray and Rose start talking and and really connecting during this celebration. And it, of course, leading to Ray awaking with a massive hangover with her neck covered in hickeys on top of the Millennium Falcon, um, uh, where she is completely unsure what, what happened the night before. But it was a good time. Also, also, I don't know. Somebody drew a dick on the Falcon. Probably her with the lightsaber. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, also, like post post canon stuff. Like, I really, really, I know I'm always hawking Ray Rose stuff, even though they don't get to interact on screen. But I really like the idea of a future descendant of Ray and Rose being named Paige Tico Skywalker and being a Jedi. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Hmm. I've commissioned art of it. Yay! I'm, I mean, as a child with Ray and Rose as like a family picture, but I just like the idea of Tico Skywalker and Karen on the name Paige. I don't really like that. Oh, if I can just, I want to try to pull a headcan out of my ass. Um, <laughs> Ray takes a trip with Finn and Poe and Rose and Connix and Hobbit man can stay at home. Um, just for fun, they decide to go to Naboo. Um, because Ray yes. now knows she's, she's technically a Palpatine and knows that her family then comes from Naboo and has this like connection oh and like force ghost E moment with Padme um, oh and Leia. God. Oh no! Oh my God! <laughs> oh no! So, I oh I God. just thought of another very very good um, trio adventure that would happen after the defeat of Palpatine and everything. Finn leading the trio to help free deprogram and help stormtroopers readjust into society. Beautiful. Should we get into our closing thoughts? Yeah, they're not very meaningful. No. <laughs> not like these past few minutes. Have been I like know. All but right. we always gotta end this shit funny. Um, what the fuck was Claude? A penis <laughs> you, neck. Claude, Claude. Been in fact, a penis. <laughs> Speaking of penises, Palpatine fucks. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about the fact he also he also goes to the bathroom. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to think about Palpatine watching a massive shit. Talk while he poops. <laughs> Based on the age of Ray's father in that flashback, Palpy would have fucked after Revenge of the Sith, oh, no. which means he was already gross at the time. Uh, like and I took that in a. And I took that just, in a dark. Just has her. 
Jess, Jess has her Watchmen revenge baby theory. Oh, no, about... that was Kate Sanchez oh, yeah. from But Why, though. It was uh, Palp- or Ray's grandmother was like, fuck you, Palpatine. And he just had like a supply of sperm, <laughs> of semen, <laughs> his, his semen supply. supply. His semen supply was just somewhere. And she like knocked herself up with his semen and had his rage, his his revenge baby. Um, and that's, that's, that's where that. Ray comes <laughs> in. <laughs> I hate that. Oh my god. Um. Oh yeah, the Knights of Ren yeah. <laughs> didn't matter in the end. That's um, still completely fucking um, hilarious. Ab- uh, whatever. Um, the trailer episode that me and Abby watched. We're like, <laughs> what if the Knights of the only shot of the Knights of Ren was them on that rock on Pisana? And that was pretty much what we got. <laughs> like them just standing around being menacing for the film. <laughs> They're fucking like they They're just, just a bunch of Moldoffs. Like, they look like nineties alternative boy band. It's <laughs> like, like, oh look, there's oh look, it's slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like they have no fucking purpose. They're so stupid. I hate them. <laughs> I'm so glad they're in this fucking I actually no part of me really does wish that it was lit- like literally just that scene like where are the knights of ren and then they're they're on the rock and it's like bram, 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 bram. <laughs> and then like we never see them again i really like wish still, it was literally like that Pasana. they for- they forgot the knights of <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you get an after after credit scene like you guys think he's coming back for us <laughs> Um, did Snoke know that he was a clone? And why are there so many Snokes I, in a jar? I have theories. <laughs> I think pickled Snoke. I think pickled Snoke. Um, I so I think that Snoke's just a being created with Sith alchemy and shit, and he had. He's just. A ten-foot-tall homunculus with implanted memories that make him think that Palpatine's plan is his plan. You don't think so he was an actual person? You kinda... think he was just like actually created? No, I think he. You know, not like no, not like cloned no. from a, a person. <laughs> I yeah, I think he was created, not cloned from a person. Just cloned because from a it seems more Sithy. <laughs> yeah, it just it just seems more Sithy to create some artificial like life form, especially also Plagacy to yeah. create a twisted artificial life form. Um, and then there's the fact that, um, but I do think that he wasn't just some meat puppet that Palpatine was, was like controlling because Snoke, Snoke was very different from Palpatine, at least in a couple ways. Like Palpatine was, is very extra and he likes to be like, he likes his aesthetic. He likes to look fresh. He's got that red line robe yeah. in the end. But you got Snoke wearing that golden bathrobe. You've got um you've got Snoke actively wanting to to just straight up kill Ray. Um uh and it not seeming like it's like a gambit or anything, but him just being like um uh yep, this is the thing to do. I don't believe Snoke knew anything about the final order. I I really love that Snoke is ultimately a puppet of Palpatine, and Snoke looks at Kylo's mask and goes, 
take that ridiculous thing off. And then when, when Kylo meets Palpatine, Palpatine's like, I've got a guy, he can reforge your mask, put, put, hide that, put, put that face away. <laughs> hide that mug. Mask back <laughs> uh, do you guys think that Snoke smells like vinegar? <laughs> is, is, He's I mean, I mean, would be yet another reason why Ray's super disgusted when he like brings her in very close to his like, face. Please stop, you stink. <laughs> Do you think the the vat that Snoke is in, the multiple Snokes are in, you could put some like chicharrones in there, like snack? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still stuck on pickled Snoke. There's also the fact that all of the Snoke um uh copies. All have the exact same scars. Yeah. <laughs> and the look of like <laughs> zombie face. That's me well, after I do my pickles. It looks like his face right where where his head's just like lying dead with his tongue out in the last Jedi. Like, just looks like he's had a couple too yeah. many. I'm fucking delirious right now. <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> The last thing that I would like to say before we close is Anakin said, bring balance to the force like I did in his little monologue of Jedi. And like, what the fuck? If you would have done that, none of us would be here. (laughs) Like, Palpatine is back. (laughs) Anakin is a dumbass as usual. I have a couple wild Pepe Sylvia theories about this. Um, because so, Palpatine said he died, like he says, I've died before at the beginning. And of this as an Anakin response, I, he would like he would say, "I was right for a minute." <laughs> uh, exactly. I don't think Palpatine's body in this in this um uh in the Rise of Skywalker is his original body at all. I think that it's probably like his spirit condensing in Exegol, which is a huge well of dark side power, and into some form that vaguely resembles him until he builds power over the decades, until finally he can do the Final Order thing. It came across as very Voldemort being weak and needing to bide his time and build his strength, like, physically. Again, Pepe Sylvia (laughs) theory, but um, he definitely died on the Death Star, like, that thing exploded. There's no way he his, his original body wasn't completely fucking atomized. But I assume he had a bunch of loyalists on Exegol that did some ritual that fixed his spirit and a body kind of like formed from his dark side yeah. energy or from clone tissue. I like dark side energy better because it's more fantasy. And he had to and he was just like a shell of what he was. Like very Voldemorty, I don't know. I'm and then he was influenced by the other to fiction. like a, a mechanical arm that just swings around the entire temple. <laughs> yeah, no, Palpatine, Palpatine had absolutely no independence, yeah. pendant range of movement. Like he was more or less just a uh, half reanimated corpse-looking yeah, thing. He really was. <laughs> I and and so think this was definitely not Palpatine's original body, so... 
that's where he came from. <laughs> Wait, what was the original no, question? Because I, Anakin, I went... it was about Anakin. <laughs> okay, so I think when he did die, like initially, there was balance for like a hot minute, but just like a hot minute. <laughs> from a certain point of view, there was balance. <laughs> I mean, isn't that isn't that just the core of Star right? Wars, though? It really is. Um, <laughs> I Anakin yeah. is still an idiot. Anakin's a <laughs> Bottom line, he's, he's Anakin, Anakin's still a dumb. He's working on technicalities. He's he's like he's like I did bring balance. It was for a minute, but I did do it. Hopefully, yours lasts longer than mine. <laughs> All right, we gotta end because I gotta go to the bar and drink. All right. <laughs> I have to go to sleep. <laughs> Fuck off. I have to work tomorrow. I, I work noon to eight tomorrow. Uh, Jacqueline, where Movies. can people find you online? You can find me on my Twitter at jbandos, J-B-A-N-D-O-S. Um, my name currently is Jakku, the planet, <laughs> hyphen Lynn, and with the title The Witcheress ah. right now. And my and as always, my Instagram is linked in the bio there. I look pretty cute if you want to follow and feed my vanity. Um, yes, uh, do that, please. I want attention. <laughs> Abby, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Abby M. Celia. Fucking retweet my TikTok because I spend too much time on it. <laughs> Um, you can, our, uh, podcast account is a fucking mess right now, by the way, because both of us were tweeting about stuff at the same time, <laughs> and it's pretty much the same shit. Um, Whatever. so you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess, and you can find our podcast on Twitter at LBT Pod, uh, where it is a mess right now. You can send us an email at lovesybeautifultownpod at gmail.com. We are on all the things that you listen with for the podcasts, um, with that. <laughs> Palpatine fucks. Ray has so a big dick. Pickle. <laughs> Ray Rose Wait, Nation, how do we will all rise. come back to phallic euphemism? Because it's Star Wars and lightsabers are a thing. Ray stabbing Kylo, phallic. I'm reversing. I'm reversing the impregnation narrative. <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh no! God. I need to go to bed. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Oh my god, Abigail, we're on a time time limit.